0: Across YouTube, across my Facebook page and my Facebook profile, we're going out live across Rumble, across Odyssey, going out live across Twitter, so the whole gang should be here. So what the hell is going on with uh, Kanye West? And he's just, just gone missing. How long till Kanye just uh, completely backs down? Alright, we got some analysis here from Daka Daka. Alright, Kanye missing. Here we go. Not
1: one, but two of oh, the internet. Well, let's start it off here at, at uh, double O. No, double O.
2: Oh, at double O, sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yeah!
1: Go ahead. Here's what happened, folks. A is celebrating Saint's birthday at Kim's house. Now, Kanye is now being allowed to see his family. He's over at Kim Kardashian's residence. Suddenly, after that, he cancels all the interviews. Everything stops. What is going on? Now, it could be that Kim put made him an ultimatum and said, listen, if you want to keep seeing the kids, you're going to have to cut this shit out could be that kim put the ultimatum to him listen if you don't stop being yadoff i'm gonna make the kids trans it also could be kanye was put down assad they waterboarded him the massad agents did did mk ultra programming on his mind yep. to set him up for the next stage of the arc so they settled him down for this week like your work is done for this week Okay. They've like Come got on. like a trigger phrase to activate. We're not sure, we're not <laughs> sure where Ye is. Yeah, they have been waterboarded by Mossad. May have been blackmailed by Kim. Maybe his manic episode dissipated for a period of time. We go to the next slide here. We see the interview we were all looking forward to. with Aiden Ross, who don't really—he's a Twitch streamer that does NBA 2K. Yep, this is who Aiden Ross is. Um, old he, friend. Uh, with, um,
2: and, what's that bald guy's name?
1: The like G? friends with members of the Faze Clan, and he's like in top like G, a meme. The the man house. Oh, Andrew Tate. Yeah, he's yeah, like GK. Andrew. It's like Andrew Tate's personal ball washer as well, and he's Jewish. Yes, yeah. so apparently the debate was going to be Aiden Ross and Hassan Piker on one team versus Fuentes and Ye. And because Fuentes and Hassan are both banned by Twitch right now it was going to be Kanye just versus Aiden Ross, who's Jewish. s on the JQ, which huh. I, I would have been fascinating to see. <laughs> yeah, it's been canceled. All the plans are put on hold. It looks like it's been successfully shut down. The PSYOP achieved its goal. But then then Andy wow. went one step too far. What? No. School of the Art Institute in the Chicago has taken away Ye's honorary art degree. Oh. Uh, we all know what happened to Adolf Hitler when he was kicked out of art school. The Adolf, Adolf West, has just had his art degree stolen from him, Yikes. taken away from him. So now this motherfucker's on the war path. Looking for his fucking revenge, Andy. It's coming. Wow. And so, if we go to the next slide, we can see as officially filed. Oh wait, even worse, even worse. They painted over his mural in Chicago. He defiled it. Wait. He defiled. They it. legally, legally painted painted it over. Yes. What?
2: He took the it away fuck? from him.
1: He's no longer a Chicago icon. It's all Nick Fuentes' fault. Good luck to Nick walking the streets of Chicago in the future, by the way. He's been activated. He's now officially filed his campaign for president. His headquarters is in Wyoming on his ranch, where he builds Star Wars like geodesic domes for the homeless. Okay. Kanye. Not just filed his campaign, he's on the counter offensive. Yadolf is striking back, uh huh. Also, struck back last night, sending in his special operative to the video game awards. Yeah, let's it have was... a look here at what happened. This I, is, w-
2: I so watched game of the Year. full fucking awards, and then this when it ended, I was like, Wait a second, let me go back and I rewind it. No way, what the fuck? this kid, by the way, snuck on. When the Elden Ring people won, which I'm glad they won, by the way, Game of the Year, this kid just like comes out of the middle.
0: Okay, so I was arguing a month or two months ago that you can't maintain a sustained place in American public life and be anti-Jewish or prominently, publicly, continually critical of any protective group in America. And this seems to be exactly what's happened to Kanye West. And remember, he, he set everything off with a tweet saying he was going to go DeathCon Con 3 on the Jews tomorrow. And then later he admitted that he was under the influence of drugs and alcohol when he made that tweet. So I think that, say, with, with Mel Gibson, that uh, the addition of drugs and alcohol, you know, unleashed all sorts of things that were probably inside of Kanye West. Then he didn't want to back down and say with Mel Gibson... That uh, alcohol unleashed th- these anti-Jewish sentiments that were always there, but this is not a sustainable path forward. And you, you also see this with uh, Richard Spencer. I mean, here in a December 13 space, he admits to being an alcoholic.
3: You know, like you know, many people. Um, you know, may, uh, I, I've actually I've actually cut down quite a bit on alcohol. I, I'm I'm proud to say, but you know, most people on this call, you know, we'll, we'll have a glass of wine with dinner or have a beer on the weekend or whatever. We're we're kind of functioning alcoholics. Let's, let's be honest. You know, right. um, we, we can't really do without it. That, that, that being said um, we're not in the gutter, you know, we don't wake up in the morning and down a, a bottle of gin or something. Um, and so addiction doesn't have to lead there. Look, having a drink every
0: night doesn't make you a functional alcoholic, and having a glass of wine here and a glass of wine there doesn't make you a functional alcoholic. Uh, Richard Spencer's talking about you know most people on this call. I don't think he's he's accurate. I think he's talking about himself and simply attributing it to most people on the call. You know, and
3: there are lots of people who will smoke a cigar on occasion, or they'll smoke one or two cigarettes or a day or something. Right, there's
0: absolutely no connection between having the odd drink, smoking a cigarette, smoking a cigar, and having an addiction. An addiction is when it's destroying your life. If it's not damaging your life and it's out of your control, it's not an addiction. You know,
3: it's a vice, it doesn't. But there is a very strong quality to addiction of you just need a stronger and stronger hit. Right. And so that happens to people. I mean, some people just cannot... They can't have a beer in their refrigerator, or they're going to end up in the gutter, you know, at the end of the weekend, or something like that. And I think porn really does have that quality, even for people who just kind of casually view it. Um, you know, I, I've again, I'm being totally honest here. I'm not a porn addict, but I'm also not innocent. I'm not going to ever claim that I don't look at it. Um, I've never seen like truly beyond the pale stuff but you know sure sometimes when you're watching it you'll you'll kind of you'll end up someplace and it's just like what the fuck is this this is this is really appalling you know but you just kind of need the stronger head it's kind of like you go out drinking with your friends you have a few beers next thing you know you know you're you know doing jaeger shots or whatever next thing you know right. some guy has a harder drug oh you know it's just So it's a, it's a really dangerous thing and it can really harm you. Yeah. Um, So yeah, there's no doubt. I have no doubt in my mind, particularly a young person who.
0: He seems to be speaking from personal experience here. So have you heard of something called abductive reasoning, right? That is reasoning like a detective. It's reasoning to the best explanation, And so the best explanation for the trajectory of Richard Spencer's life over the past 15 years would be alcoholism because he starts off so many projects and then they, they all turn to, to crap. They all just fall apart. And so when you're looking for just like one primary explanation, which I think is better than all other explanations, some sort of alcoholism seems to me to be the best explanation because it used to be whenever he'd live stream or podcast,
3: he was drinking liquor. Who doesn't have any self-control. Like they'll end up in some nightmare uh, version of pornography pretty quickly.
1: There were even in that book, there were even um, accounts of like homosexual men, their case getting changed to where they like couldn't get
4: off until they saw like women like involved. And, And then it wasn't until they quit
3: that like it went back to um, normal. Well, so they you know they I mean more kind of like polymorphic or polyamorous, right? And
5: interesting.
4: There, yeah, there
5: were.
3: I've also um... there was something. So at the end of
0: the the Sabbath, uh, traditional Jews have something called the habdalah ceremony, where you you thank God for separating between Jews and non-Jews, between sacred times such as the Sabbath and secular time, between adults and children, between human and animals. Right, between day and night, there are all these separations that are mentioned and celebrated in the Havdalah ceremony. And when you start diminishing these separations, then chaos ensues. So that's kind of the knee-jerk the traditional conservative reaction to the idea of gay marriage, that if we, you know, if we just do away with these traditional separations, who knows what, what chaos will be unleashed. Dennis Prager phrases it in terms of uh, rituals and ideas of separation and holiness, they protect ethics. So the, the Hebrew word for holiness, kadosh, literally means separate. So this idea of making separations, uh, separation, say, between male and female, with whom you have sex, is a vital part of Western civilization, because prior to Judaism, right, there weren't any civilizations in the world that were staunchly opposed to homosexuality. Judaism came along and said, to use Dennis Prager's language, you need to put the sexual genie in the marital bottle. You need to confine your sexuality to your spouse. And and that's, that constrained male energy, it unleashed civilization. And when you have people just running wild, things fall apart. There
3: was some article I remember got passed around. I have to go look at it. But it was saying that men who viewed um, uh, so-called like shemale or transsexual porn became more like accommodating to transsexual people because of (laughs) this this bizarre fetish like changed their uh, political outlook or social outlook.
1: That's why Um, Alex Jones is a libertarian.
3: Right. We know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I, I hate to say it. um, Yeah. They're so afraid. Like people, whenever you start talking about like banning speech or banning toxic material, you people just get like, you know, they're on edge when you say that, and it's because you're you're, you're really tapping into something. They're they're gonna miss this horrible shit they are
6: addicted to, right?
0: Or they're typical Americans who love their freedom. Right? Uh, freedom of speech is a huge deal for Americans. That their freedoms were. Frequently hard fought for, we we had a, a revolution in the United States against the British to create independence. Freedom is at the, the very center of the American experience, and the idea of taking away that freedom it right, uh, bothers people. I, I don't think that's that's a bad thing.
3: There comes a time when you simply conclude that someone is stupid and or a con artist.
0: Uh, Richard Spencer here.
3: And that is what I have concluded about Elon Musk. Now, this is not to say that intelligent people are always right. No, in fact, they're often wrong. (laughs) Maybe most often wrong, in fact. Most research is wrong. Most literary criticism is off-base. But there is a difference, a distinction to be made.
0: So, this is Richard Spencer going after Elon Musk as unserious and sociopathic and our next president. Okay, Elon Musk was not born in the United States. There's no way he can become president. Uh, Elon Musk is, is a flawed man, but, and he does silly juvenile things. You can't really argue he's not a serious man. He's pretty close to the world's richest man. He's pretty close, this is a subjective category, the world's most interesting man. He's had a lot of failures. And he said and done idiotic things, but he's a man of such tremendous accomplishment that that to have someone like Richard Spencer say that Elon Musk is unserious, just is hilarious, right? Incredibly compelling and entertaining, but hilarious.
3: Everyone can fall into error. Everyone can have a false assumption or premise. Everyone can make a miscalculation along the way. Everyone can reach a conclusion that's a bit of a stretch, I am certainly not immune to those issues okay, let's fast for behavior. And that's very different than thinking. There's also a type of person, and I'm thinking here of a, the sociopath as an extreme example of this type of person, who doesn't... So,
0: so an analysis of CEOs finds that they do have a, an above-average capacity for sociopathy, right? So often high-accomplishment... Goes in line with some degree of sociopathy. So, someone with some sociopathic tendencies is not a full blown antisocial threat to civilization. So, I'm sure Elon Musk has some antisocial or sociopathic tendencies, but I don't think sociopath is the most accurate descriptor for Elon Musk. How much
3: think as he or she targets a community of people and understands what affects them in a kind of stimulus and response type way, and then tells these people what they want to hear. This is the person who preaches to the choir, so to speak. This is the, uh, in a rather benign example here, the kind of cheerleader or football coach who tells you you're the greatest and that he believes in you so that you'll go out and perform on the field.
0: So if you're listening to Richard Spencer a couple of months ago, he was talking frequently about how if Elon Musk takes over Twitter, he doesn't expect anything's going to change. So there's no apology here. There's no reference here. There's no acknowledgement of how dramatically he was wrong about the dramatic changes that we're now seeing with Twitter. We have far more freedom of expression. We have, you know, a lot of people who are banned have come back. We have more lively conversations. Twitter is an infinitely better place than it was three months ago, thanks to Elon Musk. Like Twitter has changed dramatically. The, the very opposite of Richard's prediction. And now he's continuing to trash Elon Musk as unserious and sociopathic. And on what basis? Like, what academic studies is this based on? What books has Richard read? No. None of those things. What articles has he read? No. He's watched some videos. Right? He's watched some YouTube videos saying that Elon Musk is a fraud and he's just buying into these YouTube videos.
3: That is a very benign example of maybe a Phenomena that can often be quite malign. I think Elon Musk really is one of these types of people. And I don't think he can actually think. He's not as smart as he thinks he is. And he's not as smart as you think he is, perhaps.
0: I mean, Elon Musk runs SpaceX, which has already accomplished significant things. He runs Tesla, which is one well, of the most valuable car companies in the United States, if not the world. I mean, Elon, he helped to run PayPal. He has such a tremendous track record that dwarfs anything you know that, that Richard Spencer has done. And yet this is Richard saying that Elon Musk is, you know, unserious and a fraud.
3: Let me just react to a- an example of this that has come up yesterday and this morning. So as you might have heard, Elon went on a banning spree. We'll see if these things will be permanent, but he went on a banning spree.
0: Yeah. And this was I think this was stupid by Elon Musk. The, Here's the problem with Richard's analysis and most of the mainstream media analysis of Elon Musk right now. There's no perspective, right? They take this example and this detail and this detail and this detail that that makes the case for their preferred narrative that Elon Musk is a sociopath and a buffoon and a fool and a fraud. And, yeah, you can take detail after detail after detail and make a case that anyone is a fraud, but you have to see things in the bigger perspective. Elon Musk has tremendous accomplishment. And Twitter is a much better place now than it was before he he took over. Now, Elon Musk makes you know a bad decision here and a bad decision there, right? He he makes some ridiculous tweets, makes some bad decisions on the margin. Like he temporarily bans some people and then allows them back after a few days. But the big picture is that Twitter is so much better now than it used to be.
3: Of many mainstream journalists, some from the New York Times, CNN, and tech reporters, etc. And these are people who have been a thorn in his side. So it's obvious that this is personal. And it all relates back to an account, which he also banned, called Elon Jet, which was posting the flight plan, effectively, of his private jet so that you could know where he is. And uh, some of these other accounts were reporting on this, reporting on Elon and linking.
0: So Elon Musk has changed Twitter to be much more restrictive and much more difficult to abuse children on, which is a great thing. He is taking steps to be more protective of children, and he is taking steps to reduce doxing. I think these are two great steps that Elon Musk is taking. Now, in the course of doing these two important, influential things that are making Twitter and the world a better place, he's made some bad decisions on the margins, it seems like. But you have to take things in perspective, in, in context, overall, he's doing great things for Twitter, great things for the world. And some occasional detail, he's getting wrong. There's this lack of perspective here in Richard's and mainstream media analysis.
3: to the jet, and they have all been banned. And as many have already pointed out, we have a repetition of the almost exact situation that we had with Hunter Biden's laptop. So... You know, I, I think there is something, let's say, dubious about the laptop. Was it probably hacked by some entity who wants to help Trump, perhaps, but means America no good?
0: No, that's, we have absolutely no evidence. All the evidence points against that. All the evidence points that the initial story is correct, that Hunter Biden brought it in and then left it at the repair shop, right? What, what is suggesting here goes against all available evidence on this story.
3: In all likelihood. Uh, Who that was exactly, I I have my suspicions, but I'll keep those to myself for the moment. But
0: All evidence goes against this. Here is uh, Mickey Kaus.
3: Bertrand uh, mentioned of her name. That was another point,
7: not a point, I wanted to make a question, I wanted to pose. There was a a string of tweets by a guy who was under Ratcliffe in the Trump intelligence bureaucracy. Ratcliffe was director of intelligence, I think that's the big intelligence star. Uh, And when the Hunter Biden laptop came out, uh there were all there were all these 50 people saying it has all the earmarks of a Russian you know disinformation operation and the press was suppressing it and ratcliffe went out and and gave a press conference and said we were not it. it doesn't it has no earmarks it's not Russian disinformation it doesn't
0: right this is the he the head of the CIA at the time
7: and you know, we have the laptops it's uh, it, it, we don't think that charge is true and
0: there's absolutely no evidence that the hunt up biden laptop story is disinformation for some Russian
7: intelligence operation. Natasha Bertrand called this uh, lieutenant to Ratliff and, and said, uh, uh, "said uh, and he said he told her again, we don't think it's true. And she went ahead with her story and basically ignored everything he said. And her point was that, uh, his point was that she was just doing it in service of the narrative. But this is a high government official who can't get the media's attention. So yeah. what do you do? What could he possibly have done to get the apparent truth of the matter out, which is that it wasn't a Russian operation? Uh, it, the, the only thing I can say, I mean, they, he they weren't going to put him on Meet the Press because the press didn't want to publicize the laptop. Uh, the writers like, like her weren't going to put it in the mainstream media. Uh, you know, the, the only thing you could do is uh, do what this guy, famous Democratic operative Bob Mulholland did, uh, or what they do in the movies. You have to go to the press conference and yell at them. Mm-hmm.
0: So the media tends to seize on a particular emotional tone for a story, such as media immediately seized on the Hunter Biden laptop story as Russian disinformation, even though all the evidence said no. The media just gets you know, a particular emotional tone, and then it seems like almost all the major players in the media kind of echo the same emotional tone, and it becomes blind to all you know, contradictory evidence. And you just, you know, it, it, it verges on the impossible to try to uh, break through the, the media narrative. Which Richard Spencer is just mindlessly repeating here.
3: ...was a real thing. Uh, there might very well be some false information implanted in this data stash that ended up at the New York Post via Rudy Giuliani or a uh, supposedly... End-
0: we have no evidence of this. All the evidence goes in the opposite direction.
3: ...obviously through a computer repairman at there might very well be some false information in there, but most of the information, maybe even most all of the information is, in fact, real and has been verified. And so just on the on a level of the First Amendment and free speech and just civic engagement, people have a right, so to speak, to look at it. And I agree with that. And Elon is doing the exact same thing. The fact is, flight plans are public information. And someone is linking
0: Some elements of the flight plans are public information. But other elements of the flight plans that the Elon jet truck tracker guy engaged in was not public information. It was private information that he got, you know, access to and then publicizes it. So there's all sorts of information that's in the public domain, such as, you know, home addresses, all sorts of, you know, information's in the public domain that if you publicize it, if you bring attention to it, you're effectively doxing people and damaging people usually for no purpose, for for no good reason. So I think what Elon Musk is doing in restricting doxing, restricting child exploitation, that these things are overwhelmingly good. And this idea that if the information's in the public domain, right, then therefore there's absolutely nothing wrong with with publicizing It's just nuts. It's just wrong. There's all sorts of information in the public domain, whereby if someone publicized it, it would be damaging, usually damaging for no good reason.
3: ...to public information via Twitter. You...
0: So doxing information, like someone's address or location, is very different from a, a story with you know, national security and national implications. Right? Where Elon Musk is flying doesn't usually have national implications. If uh, Joe Biden is getting a payoff, you know, $10 million for the big guy... That does have you know far more profound implications than you know Elon Musk is having having coffee at this Starbucks in Santa Monica.
3: See this all the time. There are accounts that track Bitcoin transactions. There are accounts that track uh, what someone is doing on another social media site. There are accounts that simply reproduce public statements by you know officials or celebrities or, or whatever. There are fan accounts that are more or less doing what I'm describing. Uh, the idea that you would ban a, a an account revealing a flight plan is that is public information that is simply absurd it is ex-
0: it's not at all absurd there's all sorts of public information about richard spencer that he would not like publicized and right? there's all sorts of public information available about you and about me that we would not like publicized and the elon jet tracker is not just releasing public information is also taking you know private information combining it with various public information sources. Also, you take public information here, combine it here, and you publicize it here, you're often completely transforming it. Just like when you take a molecule here and you combine it with another molecule, you can produce an explosion, right? So too, when you take public information here, public information there, and then publicize it, you can also produce an explosion. And frequently, this explosion is not in the public interest. It's just privately damaging. Exactly
3: what the Hunter Biden laptop issue.
0: No, not at all. The Hunter Biden laptop issue is referring to you know, damaging information about the man who could well become and did become the president of the United States. It's not just about uh, Joe Biden is flying. All right. The exact analogy would be Joe Biden is flying from uh, Washington, D.C. to Atlanta. Right. That would be analogous. But that's not the Hunter Biden laptop story. Was.
3: And now you can, of course, of course, point to the hypocrisy of liberal journalists who are up in arms.
0: Now, when I'm trying to read on the Hunter Biden laptop story, I admit, I just get bored. You know, it cannot sustain my attention. So the Hunter Biden laptop story is not, does not strike me as a hugely important story. does not strike me as one of the 10 most important news stories in American in, in the last two
3: years. ...about the banning of some guy from the New York Times or an amateur user talking about uh, Elon Musk's uh, flight schedule. And yet they were in full support of banning the New York Post and people linking to it. I get it. It absolutely is hypocrisy. But you've got to judge these things on a case-by-case barrett and to look at what the actual merits are. There might very well be hypocrisy. That doesn't mean that this is a sound decision. And the unsoundness of the decision is revealed by the way that Elon Musk discusses the matter. So this is a tweet from December...
0: Yeah, Elon Musk frequently discusses things in, in a fairly moronic way, right? He, he tweets on an adolescent level frequently. But you have to put everything in perspective. What he accomplishes, right, the, the grand sweep, the importance of what he's doing, and then you've got details that he frequently gets wrong or he presents in an adolescent Really fashion.
3: annoying nerd types. And they loved it. And this is kind of their own personal sex fantasy, um, because they obviously are not probably not surrounded by, uh, you know, attractive, robust women. And and so they have some nerd fantasy about owning a sex bot or something like this. And he's just playing to them. And I think he's also playing to that, you know, as I mentioned, that kind of hole in America's soul where we want a new Steve Jobs, and we see our very lives as polluting the planet. I mean, understand.
0: Uh, Winning applause, appreciating applause. All right. That is very human. Now, it can certainly send you off in a bad direction but it doesn't, it doesn't discredit everything you're doing.
3: Put, put global warming aside, just, just pollution. We all produce a bunch of trash. We're driving around polluting the air. We don't like it. We want some vision that corrects this. Well, the problem is, even in best case scenarios, a, an electric car of any kind, no matter how coolly it's designed, doesn't actually solve any of these issues whatsoever.
0: That, that's not true. If we had more electric cars and fewer you know, regular cars in Los Angeles, we would have cleaner air, right? We'd have less air pollution. If, generally speaking, we got more and more of our energy from electricity as opposed to other sources, that would have you know, tremendously beneficial effects. Now, does it solve all you know, air pollution issues? Does it solve you know, all uh, climate change issues? No. But it certainly makes a significant difference. And so, again, it's this lack of perspective in, in Richard's analysis, which I think is the shortcoming with, with Richard and with you know, so much of the, the mainstream media.
2: Oh, it's, right. it's, it's fancy. Okay. Oh,
8: like, why do you have a photo of your wife? up? So all the men...
2: Thank you, Laura Loomer. Fucking waddy of a fucking... That's
1: fucking jokes. Isn't that a bit cocked? That is Isn't cocked. that a bit cocked? When's her OnlyFans coming out? <laughs> she already had one, if you remember. The Pants Who OnlyFans arc when she was with Digi. She reviewed yeah. Lolicon and lingerie. No, but...
2: Okay. Yeah.
7: I'm intrigued. I want to know. It's like... Why do you have a photo of your wife up so all the men in the chat can see what your wife looks like with half of her stomach showing?
9: I mean she has a bare midriff there. Yeah, I know, but like I don't Ralph's know. Drunk. Is that bad? <laughs> You're okay with that? I don't know. I'm just wondering. Well, I mean, you seem to have an opinion about it already. Oh my god, Ralph is <laughs> trash. He's trash. He's you not
1: know, drunk. I I is this at the point when he realized he was streaming with the furry all day? <laughs> And he just got shattered and then Laura Loomer came in and took a dump on his face. Oh fuck.
8: No, I'm just wondering. I don't I'm just wondering. <laughs> I mean,
9: what 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 are you wondering? Okay. But like, I'm just wondering. We're like,
6: in fucking Would you show yeah. your bare midriff?
9: Cuz like, you know, I've had
7: conversations, I have friends who are guys and like some of them get like, you know, pissed control. because like they have a girlfriend or like a wife who like, up, posts on their Instagram like up. photos of themselves and they're like a teeny or like in crop tops or whatever. And so I was just wondering, because you don't it doesn't seem to bother you. So I was just wondering.
9: Um I think I think there's a line on that sort of thing. I think that um I think this is a fair line. I mean, she's not wearing anything scandalous, uh, in my opinion. Uh I think that they Okay, here's Ralph talking it's about smoking meth. Yeah.
0: He's without human
7: dignity.
2: So there's a person who has no- okay, this is a fucking live. So they're streaming, and Ralph has no idea they're streaming. Okay, this is to be live. Ralph. What's, Ralph, what's up, bro? We hear Ralph here. Okay. Ralph, you- what's up, sir? What's up, bro? Thank you, Thank you, bro. Oh, wow. Man, sir, Do you, you want to hit a map? First of all, someone, I'm like, no, what? Like,
1: what the fuck? Oh, wow. on, oh, you in, yeah,
2: I do. Yeah. yeah, I do, actually. You know what? Now that you mentioned it, I've been,
1: I've been wanting the hit of I meth. Do. <laughs> I do. Mean, I've been craving a hit of meth, Ander. You know what? Can I have a hit of meth? Come over here, buddy. No, it's actually
10: going there, right? What? Can I do, now, what over, well, get that picture while I'm 16
11: Uh, actually, you didn't see it again. Nah, we'll get one, we'll get one. We got
1: the one that was, like,
2: golden, but, like... Okay, so I'm going to fast forward for a bit. So they're just smoking meth and talking, right?
0: Okay, let's go to the chat. Luke looks uh, puffy in the face. Yes, I've been eating way too much ice cream. Like, I thought, I, I get to Australia, I'm walking 10 to 20 miles a day. I thought, you know, heck, this is great, I can... I can eat you know, everything I want, and apparently I can't. I've been in Australia for six and a half weeks now, and I'm the exact same weight. I'm about 170 pounds as, as I came. So I look better when I'm closer to about 160 pounds. So way too much ice cream, right? Too many cookies. And despite, I can't believe it, walking 10 miles a day plus, uh, haven't lost any weight. So that's why I got the, uh, the puffy face. Yes, I've been stuffing my gob down under. Art Bell says Tinder matures. Adds relationship goals to profiles after rising situation ships app in Australia. So it's adding a new feature. Yeah, I think this is an excellent idea. Is it true the Lon Musk fight flight logs have not going to Jeffrey Epstein's island? I don't know anything about that. Uh, yay, going missing in action is part of the redemption story. He's gonna come out and say, "Oh, secretly drinking with uh, Mel Gibson," and that's where it all went wrong. But yeah, a lot of this uh, crazy, self-destructive behavior can simply be explained.
4: Outer show the week after, as say he loves Hitler, and say, "I got dragged into a publicity." Show. Oh well, no. Oh, what a victim! Oh, you. You, you mean you invited Ye onto the show and gave him three hours, knowing this was going on, by the way, the Hitler thing, and pushing him on it and pushing him on it and pushing him on it, and then you're going to go and cry no. to Steven
2: Crowder a week later and say, my God. I'm, I'm a, pretty a, sure I'm a... he tried changing the subject, like, multiple times.
1: Well, they kept bringing it back to it, but where he does get Alex here is, is you know, Alex is like, well, it's a publicity stunt. Nick's like, okay, Alex Jones. I, like oh. alex has never done a publicity stunt or went on shows before i think he does have a point here he does to be honest does. you're right and the thing Obviously. is alex could have kicked him out at any fucking time but alex was desperate to fucking get an audience and have people come on so he could sell his vitamins and pay off his lawsuit and get attention but it's disingenuous for alex to turn around on them and be like i had no idea i was right. an innocent victim in this i wasn't profiting off of it at every turn i think that, that is bullshit uh, Alex is not going to pay that
0: over $1 billion lawsuit settlement. He'll simply declare bankruptcy and come back under another LLC. So, Alex is not concerned with paying off the, the Sandy Hook uh,
1: settlements. That's why I did include this, to be fair to Nick. But I do find it funny when Alex calls them homosexual. And what, what Nick does with this here is pretty funny.
2: No, I'll, I'll be fair. Yeah, you're right. Like, it's easy to like, try to hate on Nick. But yeah, Al- Alex knew what he was doing. Like, Alex, that was the greatest, like, show you've ever... That was the greatest podcast ever. It ruled. It was so, crazy. Yeah, so, yeah, Nick's right. Victim of a publicity stunt.
4: Publicity stunt. Okay,
2: Alex Jones. Uh, like, true. kidding me? True.
4: It's true. honestly it's just, like, insulting that. to his audience. I mean, come on. It's pretty rich. Number one, you wanted the show. You had no problem with it when it was streaming with the huge viewership. Yep. And then you're going to make it out like you, you're some victim... Like you also have prior knowledge that he was on this wavelength. We know that, and then to say it's a pub- oh a publicity now Alex Jones has a problem with publicity Well, that's pretty rich. And then he goes and calls us gay. He said that we're homoerotic. Okay, well, this
1: is where Nick, this is where Alex, this is where, this is where he starts to go off the rails, just, just a little bit here. Yeah, we're with him up until about this point. Yeah, so we're trying to be trying to be fair and balanced as always on this show in really good faith. The devil his due when he deserves it. But, uh, let's see where he goes from here. Fascination with Hitler, which I don't know what that has to do with
4: it. And he goes, "Well, they're gay for Hitler." It's like it's got nothing to do with being gay. We just love yeah. Hitler. No homo, oh. Hey, Hitler. I love you. No homo. <laughs> you know,
2: what hey, a no statement homo. To like, make.
1: holy, he I don't... love you, Uncle H. No homo. No homo. Like, come on, Nick. when He's you have to no
2: homo, homo, the I love Hitler fucking statement. To,
1: you have to no homo. Your I love Hitlers. <laughs> Some down bad shit. That's kind of funny, though. It is some of sussy fucking shit. I think that's joke. Yeah, so it is. We love Hitler.
4: So Yay, who is sort of an un, unexpected surprising avatar for this? He's he's like the Joker, <laughs> and he's been oh. saying, uh you know, I'm like a so superhero. Like, like I Joker. want to be like super.
2: We're on Joker mode now.
4: Ass. <laughs>
12: Ass.
2: Fuck. Hero, you, know, you can't I- escape it. By the way, we're watching the Survivor season nine, right? Australian Survivor. And, like, one of the characters became the Joker, and now everyone calls him the Joker. And I'm like, whole fucking our drama show, The Survivor now, everyone's the Joker. Holy shit.
4: I'm, like, doing something heroic, blah, blah, blah. But he said the other day in the office, he's just like, but I feel more like Joker, he said. And I was dying of that. But it's true. You know, because, they, like, your Alex Jones and your Marjorie Taylor Green. They're, they're like the
1: other criminals in Gotham and Dark Knight. But, Andy, pause it. <laughs> <They're like> the- <laughs> we've, got a, we've got a breaking news alert. Really good news. Ladies and gentlemen, if Alaska appealed to get back onto Twitter, he will remain banned. No Nate's way! Alaska's Twitter will remain Why? banned. RPG has broken the news RPG. on Twitter. I'm going to retweet here. They've reviewed red his red. appeal and his account will remain permanently suspended for violating the Twitter rules. This decision will not be reversed. Oh. Snitches get snitches.
2: There it is. Uh, broken
1: app. by RPG there. Well, this is with alt type on Twitter. He's saying... Uh, why was the Kanye thing done? Remember, the Borg can always just ignore things. They don't want to be generally known. Kanye became a story because the Borg wanted it to be a story. So he's saying about the Borg is the establishment. As Musk takes over Twitter. What was played more on TV? Uh, the reveal that Twitter was a DNC op. Kanye's nonsense. Kanye's nonsense completely buried the Twitter DNC FBI reveal. Grand conspiracy or opportunity. So he's saying... Whoa. <laughs> all a glow up to bury the twitter files holy thing holy shit it could be it could be that's kino you know. interesting theory from all type <laughs> um and this zoomer groiper calls him out when you want to call out nick but you know you can't take the backlash the struggle session begins struggle session begins uh and he goes obviously nick's made a serious error in judgment doing this uh this is a bad move. Is that calling out sure if you're a child or an african it's calling out <laughs> yes. <laughs> this whole kanye thing is really bad obviously it's not even arguable uh and somebody asks have you stopped streaming on cozy he says i don't know probably mm. um we go to the next one uh now somebody says i disagree it's becoming harder and harder to find the full yay interviews they don't want you to listen to him all type goes are you intentionally missing the point right there you just explain why this is an op full interview hard to find only the cut-ups that make kanye and by extension nick look maximally stupid oh. like the soda throwing cut up oh. is true um and this person goes not trying to be annoying but can you please call him yay oh. that's his new name Fuck thanks off. i love your work and he goes lol no yay is a fake name if he wanted to be called Jake or Billy or something, fine. But yay is not a real name. Holy really based, shit. Really base takes here. Uh, and here he comes after the struggle session. He says, officially done with Cozy. There's no button to take the channel down, but it's over. It's done. People didn't realize Nick sought me out to stream on Cozy. I didn't ask him. No more Nick gave you a platform. The poison chalice is rejected. Uh, um, ah, ee, you uh, He might as well have tweeted fuck yourself, Nick. Basically, he yeah. May as well. Let's watch? watch this struggle session. This is insane. All this right. is like this is the Groypers at their most cult like. Oh, sorry. They're was... most fanatical. And it really shows what America First is all about. I'm yeah, just let me gonna just, say uh, that right now.
2: Resize everything here. Hopefully it works. Holy fuck. Folks get uh cozy. Pardon the pun here. This is uh an hour in
1: 11 minutes. It's it's pretty much good all the way through. We may stop at a certain point.
9: What's up? Can you hear me? Be- I will become be completely like
1: my normal uh, self. Yeah. Okay. Oh.
9: Well, can right. you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, what's up, man?
2: By the way, remember to hit like, um, and I'll find uh, spots to actually uh, read donos during the stream without being too intrusive. We love you, all.
10: Very interesting to most people. <laughs> but,
2: well,
9: I, um, you know, I'll let these people give it a try. Uh, we're here. You know, it doesn't matter. i have been broadcasting for like ten hours a day, okay, so we have plenty
10: so here's, of time. So here's what, here's what I was, what I was saying. Like, there, like, somebody posted something about like what would what would the viewership of people be in an environment of no censorship? And I, I was saying that – I was basically saying that I thought that, the, that in an environment of no censorship, the TRS people would have more viewers than Nick Fuentes because Nick Fuentes' viewership, as by, all, by all appearances, increased after he got banned from YouTube in particular, right? And so in an environment of zero censorship – like, so, and, and so people thought that I was like, throwing shade on Nick Fuentes. I'm a fucking evil so crime.
1: Pro- the crime in which he's been pulled up into the high court of Ethan Ralph, he's now going to be inquisitioned by a guy named Banana, okay? His high crime was saying, a world without censorship, he believes that Mike Enoch and TRS would be more popular than Nick Fuentes. Now, just to be clear, and I'm not a big TRS, like, NJP guy or anything like that, Mm -hmm. Uh, I've had my issues with that, but I, I believe that when TRS was allowed on Apple Podcasts, like, they were, like, the number one political podcast. Like a while. I'm pretty sure that's the case. Like when they were allowed on Spotify and Apple and stuff like that, I think they were the number one political podcast. Mm. I just want to make things clear. Like a lot of these Groipers are like teenagers, or they weren't around in 2016, 2017. And they don't really understand who all type is. They don't remember him felting Kraut, felting the skeptics. He was amazing. In the videos about biology. No, he was um, great, dude. He was like you the know. top. He was top. like And, of the last and if you're going to question the Holocaust, I mean, this guy did a huge series on that as well. Mm. So if that's the direction they were going to take things in, he, he probably would have been an asset to them on that. But his understanding of biology is leaps and bounds above like any of the groipers uh, And also TRS, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the memes that people use and catchphrases and whole jargon was invented by Mike Enoch and by TRS. Yeah. And these Gripers course. have fucking no idea what the fuck they're even talking about or who helped pave a path for Nick. They're just completely disrespectful and full of shit, to be honest. Well, and, uh, and
2: now you're going on other talking points that TRS has been saying for like literally five years. More. Their whole life. Their whole life, actually. Right. And now you're on their side but you were the one you were the ones who threw out all the groi- uh all the wignats right oh bad optics bad optics right
1: isn't that what happened or, or am i wrong no i mean that was the whole thing yeah is oh they have bad optics and these groipers are gonna come on and be like oh well they're not as censored as nick like these motherfuckers can only take crypto and only take fucking checks in the mail okay they've had to form like a political party to exploit loopholes to get.
6: Of modest backgrounds to rise in life based on hard work and energy and, and commitment, and uh, you're right. We we are such a grand country uh, that has done so much for, uh, for for the world. I was talking this morning, just by coincidence, with the ambassador to the United, of the United States to the country of Netherlands, which has the second largest U.S. military cemetery abroad, and it is it is uh, the, the graves there are tended by volunteers, Dutch volunteers, who come and tend those graves. And why do they do that? Because the United States came and in World War II helped to liberate their country, and the only thing we asked for in return was ground in which we could place our dead. And uh, uh, the United, that's, that's the United States of America, and God bless the... Uh, the, the founders of our country for setting us in the direction they did.
13: Absolutely. So easy to take it for granted. That's why you got to go out of your way not to. Let's talk about what's happening at the border. We've never seen anything like this call, Rove. And there's been talk about immigration problems and uh, proposals, but we've never seen what looks to be basically an invasion. You know, in El Paso alone, there's an increase of 255 percent. And when Title 42 goes away on the 21st, we are expecting uh, about 18,000 uh, illegal immigrants a day. We can't handle five. What are we gonna do? Where is President Biden on this?
6: Yeah, look, let's put this in a little bit of context uh, because we do have a big border in the south and it takes a lot to protect it. We call those encounters. That's when this, the uh, CBP, the border patrol, takes into custody somebody on the southwestern border. In FY20, there were 458,000 of them. That's the fiscal year that ended uh, at the end of September 2020. 2021, there were 1,734,000 fiscal year 22 which ended at the end of September of this year 2,378,000 think about that that is over a 500% increase in 3 years and in October wow the first month of the fiscal year 230,000 encounters across the border the anticipation is is that in FY22 there were 600,000 getaways those are people who come across the border and are not apprehended and processed by the border patrol this is a gigantic humanitarian crisis these communities are being over now we saw recently in, in in El Paso, a town of 678,000 people, a thousand people, primarily from Venezuela and Central and South America, came across. Literally, there was no space in the shelters. These people spent the night on the streets, grabbing uh, you know uh, whatever kind of uh, cardboard right. or, or paper that they could in order to start fires to keep themselves warm. We saw that, but that is happening in smaller towns all across the border, where where you know Eagle Pass or Yuma Yuma, Arizona. And it's amazing that 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 we only grab it when we get into a big city and it collapses because a thousand people have come across in a town of nearly three quarters of a million people. Not that not, that ain't what's happening right. in, pa- in, in these smaller towns. They're being overwhelmed almost every day by 250 or 300 people coming. And, and, across. And,
13: and think about the states that got to write big checks of their taxpayer dollars, like Operation Lone Star in Texas and the operation in, in Arizona. And we, you know, in New York, the mayor's asking for a billion dollars. This is money for the American people, paid for tax dollars by the American people. But things got to change. And I think they know that. In fact, here are some Democrats weighing in. Tell me if you, call Rove, have a reason for hope here.
11: I don't know why they keep avoiding the border uh, and say there's other things more important than visiting the border. If there's a crisis,
13: show up, just show up.
14: We sent a letter very similar three weeks ago uh, that said, hey, where's your plan? We never got a response back.
8: So would you ask them to wait? I
14: think that if they don't have a plan, then they need to wait to end.
4: I think it's important for the administration to recognize it's a crisis. We all know it's a crisis. When you have a crisis in your country, you should deal with it.
13: Elections are over. Three Democrats weighing in, admitting what we all know. Is there hope there? Last minute.
6: Yeah, uh, the Republican House is going to be able to work with people like Henry Cuellar of Laredo to add riders into the appropriations bill to put some policies in place. And I thought it was also interesting, John Tester, who's up for election in a red state in 2024, jumped on top of this. He's not on the southern border. He's at the opposite end of the country. But yet he understands how this is being taken so seriously by the American people. Uh, Republican, Democrat, or independent, they they think this is a crisis and they do not understand why the administration is so powerful passive and out of touch. When you have the Homeland Security Secretary saying the border is secure and they're seeing these pictures on the evening news, uh, the American people know it's not secure. He should not be in Delaware this weekend. He should be on the border. How hard is it to do your job? Karl Rove, thanks so much.
0: Richard Spencer thinks that uh, basic bitch conservatism is boring and autistic, but the most conservative thing in the world is to protect your borders to be very careful about who you let into your country and to punish people who commit crimes such as being in the country illegally so it may be boring but it makes such a significant difference to the quality of life in the United States of America you can't have high quality of life and open borders you can't take care of your own citizens and be open to you know any idiot crossing the borders so maybe boring but there's, there's no more important issue than crime, and a significant component of crime is illegal immigration. Back to TPP, Kino Casino, here talking about
1: old hypes, critiques of uh, Nick Fuentes and TRS. any sort of payment processing whatsoever, okay? Like, they're just as censored as Nick, if not fucking more so, uh, but the Groypers will try and cope and be like, no, no, Nick's the most censored as though it's a competition, but like all type just raises this hypothetical. Well, I think maybe if it was all, uh, things equal and no censorship, that TRS would be bigger. Well, that's a fucking blasphemy. Can't fucking say that. So let's play it. Let's watch as he gets put up on the cross for this. Yep.
10: Like that. But, but the thing is he basically exploded after he got banned. Um, so yeah so it's actually so there's a lot of people didn't understand the nuance of my point and thought that i was like attacking nick or something and so, and so they got manned and so yeah and all it's right. twitter and well on, so yeah i mean that's that's literally all that happened and people are thinking that i that i like you're jealous of nick or something
9: <laughs> all right now I'm by the way people, by anyway, the way thank, thank you, you. <laughs> first off thank you for for coming on the sunrise here we got a thousand people watching live cozy.tv slash ethan ralph i have a couple of the people in there i think
0: Okay, so Stephen Miller has been doing some amazing things. And who was promoting Stephen Miller? It was Donald Trump. So Donald Trump did amazing things. He significantly reduced immigration. He significantly reduced refugee intake. He significantly strengthened border security. He significantly crushed, he absolutely crushed illegal immigration in 2020. And Trump has got some great points here So a lot of stupid things that Trump does, but he also does some really good things. So,
11: If we don't have free speech, then we just don't have a free country. It's as simple as that. If this most fundamental right is allowed to perish, then the rest of our rights and liberties will topple, just like dominoes, one by one, they'll go down. That's why today I'm announcing my plan to shatter the left-wing censorship regime And to reclaim the right to free speech for all Americans. And reclaim is a very important word in this case because they've taken it away. In recent weeks, bombshell reports have confirmed that a sinister group of deep state bureaucrats, Silicon Valley tyrants, left-wing activists, and depraved corporate news media have been conspiring to manipulate and silence the American people. They have collaborated to suppress vital information on everything from elections to public health. The censorship cartel must be dismantled and destroyed, and it must happen immediately. And here is my plan. First, within hours of my inauguration, I will sign an executive order banning any federal department or agency from colluding with any organization, business, or person to censor, limit, categorize or impede the lawful speech of American citizens. I will then ban federal money from being used to label domestic speech as mis or disinformation. And I will begin the process of identifying and firing every federal bureaucrat who has engaged in domestic censorship, directly or indirectly, whether they are the Department of Homeland Security the Department of Health, Human Services, the FBI, the DOJ, no matter who they are. Second, I will order the Department of Justice to investigate all parties involved in the new online censorship regime, which is absolutely destructive and terrible, and to aggressively prosecute any and all crimes identified. These include possible violations of federal civil rights law, campaign finance laws, federal election law, securities law and antitrust laws, the Hatch Act, and a host of other potential criminal, civil, regulatory, and constitutional offenses. To assist in these efforts, I am urging House Republicans to immediately send preservation letters, and we have to do this right now, to the Biden administration, the Biden campaign, and every Silicon Valley tech giant ordering them not to destroy evidence of censorship. Third, upon my inauguration as president, I will ask Congress to send a bill to my desk, revising Section 230 to get big online platforms out of censorship business. From now on, digital platforms should only qualify for immunity protection under Section 230 if they meet high standards of neutrality transparency, fairness, and non-discrimination. We should require these platforms to increase their efforts to take down unlawful content such as child exploitation and promoting terrorism while dramatically curtailing their power to arbitrarily restrict lawful speech. Fourth, we need to break up the entire toxic censorship industry that has arisen under the false guise of tackling so-called mis- and disinformation. The federal government should immediately stop funding all nonprofits and academic programs that support this authoritarian project. If any U.S. university is discovered to have engaged in censorship activities or election interferences in the past, such as flagging social media content for removal of blacklisting, Those universities should lose federal research dollars and federal student loan support for a period of five years and maybe more. We should also enact new laws laying out clear criminal penalties for federal bureaucrats who partner with private entities to do an end run around the Constitution and deprive Americans of their first, fourth, and fifth amendment rights. In other words, deprive them of their vote. And once you lose those elections, and once you lose your borders like we have, you no longer have a country. Furthermore, to confront the problems of major platforms being infiltrated by legions of former deep staters and intelligence officials, there should be a seven-year calling-off period before any employee of the FBI, CIA, NSA, DNI, DHS, or DOD is allowed to take a job at a company possessing vast quantities of U.S. user data. Fifth, the time has finally come for Congress to pass a digital bill of rights. This should include a right to digital due process. In other words, government officials should need a court order to take down online content, not send information requests such as the FBI was sending to Twitter. Furthermore, when users of big online platforms have their content or accounts removed, throttled, shadow banned, or otherwise restricted, no matter what name they use, they should have the right to be informed that it's happening, the right to a specific explanation of the reason why, and the right to a timely appeal. In addition, all users over the age of 18 should have the right to opt out of content moderation and curation entirely and receive an unmanipulated stream of information if they so choose. The fight for free speech is a matter of victory or death.
0: So why were we listening to Donald Trump read from a teleprompter? Because of the importance of what he was talking about. I think all of us could sign on with everything he was just saying it was important it was necessary these are good ideas so trump does a lot of stupid things he's not particularly good at running things but he did do many good things as president such as finally crushing illegal immigration in 2020 and these seems like uh, these seem like various you know improvements with regard to social media and free speech in our country going ahead. So is Luke more worried about a surge at the border or a surge in Omicron cases? I am more worried about a surge at the border. Is Ukraine's border more important than our border? From my perspective, America's border is more important than Ukraine's border. I would expect that the overwhelming majority of Americans would care more about their own border and the welfare of their own country than about Ukraine. So I don't think we should be subsidizing or aiding... Ukraine. I don't think it's worth risking World War III. I don't think uh, if Russia takes a chunk out of Ukraine, that that is some vital national security problem for the United States of America. Anonymous says Nick Quintez is entertaining and sometimes hilarious. That he is. I wonder which group of oligarchs is going to seize control of the republic and declare a dictatorship. It will be the Zionists, the Democrats, the Techno bros like Peter Thiel and Musk. It will be various people seizing the high ground of various parts of the United States of America. It's not like America is either a democracy or an oligarchy or a dictatorship. America contains considerable elements of oligarchy, contains considerable elements of dictatorship, contains considerable elements of democracy. We will have, you know, Peter Thiel and Elon Musk will perhaps be dominant in some spaces, uh, people like Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis may well be dominant in other spaces. America is too big and too complicated for any one group to have dominant control. So even if the Democrats have the presidency, the Senate, the House of Representatives and control the high ground in almost all of our major institutions, they still don't have a stranglehold on America. There's still considerable opposition to what the Democrats are trying to do. So why were we listening to Trump, reader tell Trump that that's not the Trump anyone likes because of the importance of what he's saying? Ricardo, oh, wow, I think I'll vote for him this time. I'm lulled to sleep by his monotone reading delivery. I don't even know what he's saying. Well, you don't have to be for or against Donald Trump. You simply have to make the best decision out of the available candidate. So one may well prefer, say, Ron DeSantis instead of Donald Trump. But if Donald Trump wins the Republican nomination... Who are you going to vote for, Donald Trump or Joe Biden or Kamala Harris? I don't believe any of what Trump was saying because he was reading someone else's words. I think he he said important things and that Donald Trump said them, even though someone else wrote them, that that will have a much bigger impact than if I say them or if you say them. I mean, Donald Trump's speech was on point. It may very well have been written by Stephen Miller. Donald Trump's campaign announcement speech of a couple of months back was, uh, seemed to be, largely written by Stephen Miller. Uh, Stephen Miller did tremendous things during the four years of the Trump presidency, and Stephen Miller is still doing great things today. And let's have a look here. What have we got going on? We have blessings to Elliot Blatt.
14: Blessing, Luke. How are you doing? Good man. Sorry, How are I you?
0: just I uh, didn't get. Uh, pretty well. Pretty well. I, I didn't see the
14: notification that you're streaming. So I, I'm only joining relatively recently. So I just want to let you know that I, I would have joined earlier had I seen the email.
0: Okay, great. So, so it's sort of, it's, a, it's, about? A, it's a
14: apologetic blessings. Oh, I don't know. Like, uh, that sort of had this epiphany. Like, uh, I'll just run it by you see what you think. Um your your consciousness should only politics should only occupy about 5% of your waking consciousness you shouldn't <clears throat> anything more than that is 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 just a misallocation of mental resources
0: okay i this is great discussion because i i strongly disagree if you're just talking about what's in your self interest you know aside from from recreational use of politics, then I would say, you know, 0.1% should, should pay attention to politics. But the reason that you and I talk about politics so much is that we enjoy it, it's a recreation. So it's, instead of talking about sports or instead of talking about video games, so this is fun for us. So for, for some people, you know occupying 10 20% of your time talking about politics it's it's a relatively healthy hobby now if 50% or 90% of your happiness relies upon politics obviously that's way too much as far as though the the impact on your daily life uh politics compared to your ability to affect politics right you have you have virtually no ability to affect what's going on politically so just in terms of pragmatic, you know, self-care consideration, there's no need to spend any time reflecting on politics. But if it's entertaining for you, if it's a hobby for you, if it's, you know, compelling interest, then I don't see why a, a recreational use of your spare time to, to study this topic is any less valuable than, say, studying sports or religion or culture.
14: Yeah, you're right. I mean, obviously, if it it appeals to you and you find it satisfying, but there's a line that tips that that you can cross where you think one political outcome or another is going to really change you in a meaningful way. And I I just don't think that's the case. I just, um, I think you're, you're better, you're better served by developing skills, you know, and it's just too easy to pick up the phone and kind of get lulled into this hypnotic drone of political opinion. And then just sort of nod along when you hear things that you like, and then you cringe when you hear things that you don't like. <coughs> it's, uh, it's sort of a, I don't know. I've taken a big step back personally. And um, I, I just remember, you know, I grew up in, you know, in the eighties and um, you know, politics. We'd have a you know a debate in history class or something, but that's it. It di- it didn't really come out of the classroom. You know, it was such a background concern, and I know, just just I'm, we've gorged on politics for so long that I, I think it'd be interesting if people just kind of turned their back on it and I don't know, kept noble silence instead. What do you think about that? Okay,
0: well, it, it, it's obviously this is individual dependent, right? Some people, it, it's not, uh, Some for some people, it's at least as good for them as spending that time thinking about ballet. I mean, there's no inherent reason that thinking about ballet is superior to thinking about politics. There's no inherent reason why thinking about religion is superior to politics. There's no inherent reason why thinking about video games is superior to politics. So, this depends on the individual, does
14: it not? Well, yeah. So, if we're going to rank the two, I, I would be. People should definitely think about if it, If it became a choice between politics and video games, I think politics would be a much better choice. Video games just could not be lower in my mind. I, I really, I'm starting to see them as sort of right above pornography. In terms of uh, value that they create for an individual wait
0: wait wait what's uh, the telling... what's the, let's say let's say someone plays video games for ten hours a week what's the what 's the harm like i don 't think it 's anywhere equivalent to pornography where, where do you see the harm oh no i I,
14: I want to make sure that i 'm not equating the two I just want to make sure pornography is definitely worse but <clears throat> The opportunity cost, and if it were only 10 hours a week, I wouldn't even mention it, but I, I really don't think it's only 10 hours a week because that boils down to less than two hours a day. And um, I, I just get the sense that a lot of people are spending a lot more than two hours a day playing video games.
0: Okay, but compared to what? So, yeah, if they were engaged, in, let's say they're instead of belonging to a swimming club or a soccer club, the video gaming, I think we'd both say that belonging to a soccer or a swimming club is you know, a, a better way to spend your time. But if instead of video gaming, they're watching porn, I think we'd both say that playing video games is superior to watching porn.
14: Yeah, I agree. And that was my premise. I, I agree 100%. But I, I think we, um, we don't value the opportunity cost involved with video games we we don't we don't caution kids about the opportunity cost of video games to the extent that we should
0: okay so let's say let me just take a a sample friend of mine he is a hard-working bloke he's got wife and kids he pays his bills. He earns well into the six figures. He belongs to the Orthodox Jewish community, and he spends six hours a week uh, video gaming. That's his, you know, way to blow off steam. Uh, I, I assume you would think that there's no problem with that. On the other hand, let's That's take fine. let's take a 16 year old kid who's spending 25 hours a week video gaming, and he he basically doesn't have, you know, real life friends and he's not engaged in you know, real life social activities, obviously that's, that's a big problem, right?
14: Well, uh, it's a very big problem. And apart from the friends, and the friends are important, don't get me wrong, but the 20s, your 20s should be about apprenticeship, if not your late teens and your 20s. They should be about learning, you know, you're laying down the foundation for a career. And, I just think a lot of kids have skipped that in America and they're being eclipsed by kids from other cultures and countries that haven't skipped that. And they're being out competed in the real world. And I, I just, you know, obviously reality bites in the end, right? Reality has the final say. And um, I just think a lot, I think we've just sort of, we act like video games are more innocuous than they really are. And I just, I'm, I'm seeing this every day now, you know, obviously this is just sort of a hobby horse of mine that I like to, uh, like come back to, but, uh, just in my interaction with kids in their twenties, there's just this weird, uh, fantastical world they seem to live in. And it's, uh, uh, I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be a bitter reckoning for some of these kids.
0: Yeah, but uh, also if we go deeper there's there's probably a, a deeper reason why they are video gaming uh, so, you know so many hours as opposed to real life activity there's there's you know something wrong there's there's a miswiring.
14: Well, I, I think it could be I mean in a certain sense there's geographical isolation. So like, I think a lot of these kids live in places where You know, it's very rural. There's no sort of, there's not enough kids to get together to play a, play basketball. You know, there's, there's just not enough social opportunity for them. And because of that, you know, video games are just a a substitute that they all, for natural reasons, you know, I'm really trying not to blame kids for this. (laughs) You know, I'm just trying to say that, uh, you know, I understand why kids are attracted to these things. They're mesmerizing, they're they're fun, they're, you know. Uh, But boy, man, the 20s, man, my 20s went by so fast, you know. And I, I just don't think people appreciate how quickly time flows.
0: How did you misuse your your time as say a teenager so I think I, I spent too much time watching sports, uh too much time looking at pornography uh too much time fantasizing you know, living in, living in delusion, like kind of numbing out to fantasies about reality. How about you how did you mis misspend your youth uh,
14: probably probably playing chess I probably played way too much chess um That was the video games of, of my era, you know, and um, I don't know. I go back and forth on whether or not I spent a lot of time in, in athletics as a, uh, you know, as adolescent
8: in early, early,
14: early, early twenties. And I go back and forth on whether or not that was a good use of time. Um, Because I probably overemphasized athletics in my teens and i felt you know i i did i got i got i I didn't really it wasn't until like i was like 25 that i decided to get serious you know and i think that's in my day that was pretty late but in today's day i think that would be pretty early i think people i think kids today don't start getting serious until they're like 32
0: and what about uh, over the past year? Where do you think you've misused your time most prominently?
14: Um, I honestly think I have used my time very well. I've been, I made a point about doing that. Uh, so I'm basically either working or sleeping. So I'm working, cooking or sleeping or calling it to Luke.
0: <laughs> Wait, but you came on the show talking about how we spend too much time thinking about politics and how you'd dialed way back. So obviously you'd had some kind of revelation.
12: Ooh,
14: uh, yeah, yeah. So um, I don't think, uh, what was that bad that Malcolm Gladwell, you know, says the intellect, it rides the elephant of our emotions. Yes, if you, you yeah. I believe that's true. And I don't believe people are persuaded by arguments. And to sort of think that you can persuade somebody through arguments is uh, um, a fool's errand. And it's a giant misallocation of your time. I think people are persuaded by prestige and power. And if you really want to influence people, you need to acquire prestige and power for yourself and that means working hard and being diligent and being you know being honorable and being someone that people look up to and there's no shortcut for that and there's no time for video games
0: wait no, no time I get hard bro wait 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 wait, wait. there's, there's no time
14: for video games bro
0: why 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 I, do people not get recreation you can't you can't work 24 hours a day
14: no you can't but uh so Well, what goes along with video games is this sort of, I'm going to get some takeout food, and I'm going to just not pay attention to my diet, and I'm going to eat like a retard, excuse my language, and there's a whole type, there's a whole lifestyle that surrounds video game immersion, and it's toxic waste, and it needs to be, it needs to be identified and confronted head on. You should be cooking your own meals, eating solid, well-balanced food in moderation, you know, and you should appreciate everything that you have, all the food that you have, everything that's been sort of given to you. You need to have this sort of um, dawning of appreciation for this, and you need to basically count your lucky stars that you're in this situation and you know, use it to be become something great. Not take this weird shortcut of fast food that they, all these kids seem to be talking about. People talk unironically about eating McDonald's as if it's a good thing.
0: And and how how big a deal is it if uh, someone eats at McDonald's? Like I I just don't. See- I mean, I have some some sympathy for what you you're saying, but I don't see it as among our top ten biggest issues. I don't see uh, harm in eating, you know, takeout or you know, eating at McDonald's sometimes. Why why the the emphasis that you're giving to this?
14: Because it's <clears throat> it's many levels, but one level, the most basic level, your health, right? people in their twenties treat their health as if it's something that they're going to have forever. And as healthy as they are now in their twenties, they'll always be and that they can abuse their body at will. Right. And they can eat this garbage and there'll be no consequence. Right. Or very minimal consequence. There's a certain, it's just so self destructive And so a, the very baseline your body, it's like, it's like good ideas and Good being needs a solid, it needs a strong body to take root in in, and bloom in, you know? And it's not, it's the attitude, along with this is there's, there's a certain attitude of appreciation for the whole cycle of life, you know? And fast food just sort of cuts that off at the knees. I'm trying to make a very subtle point and I'm not doing it well. Apologies. No,
0: I, I, I hear your point. I think you're making your point as well as it can be made. If, if there are any inadequacies, I think it's in in the point itself, not not the, the way you're you're making it. Okay, so this is something that's been important to you for a long time. Uh, how are you ahead of the game as a result of the diligence that you give to this?
14: Um. I think my mood is pretty stable, for one thing. My health is pretty stable, you know, apart from my asthma. Um, I um, I always have a certain satisfaction in accomplishing something uh, with manual skills and not just, you know, to contrast these with my sort of, you know, software skills. There's a certain rootedness that goes on that's attendant to taking care of this sort of base primal need that you have of properly uh feeding yourself there's a certain satisfaction that uh grounds you to the earth and it sort of connects you with other people who you don't see you realize that you live you live Comfortably, because a lot of people do a lot of different things that you don't see, right? So, like, like, so a bunch of vegetables aren't merely the vegetables; they're the they're the the result of a lot of work performed by a lot of different people doing a lot of different things to make sure that you have this. And so, it's sort of I don't know; it's a quasi spiritual experience if you if you take it seriously. I mean, There's a certain a, gratitude that comes with this. It's
0: a, it's another way to feel superior to other people,
14: or it's another way to feel humble, bro. Uh,
0: so so, what is it for you? Is it primarily a way to feel humble, or is it primarily a way to feel superior to the great unwashed who are not preparing, you know, the, the good healthy meals that you are?
14: It's a way for me to feel, it's a way for me to embrace reality at a very base level, at a primal level, and at a a true level, and an authentic level. So um, I, I really don't think we've ever connected on this point, and I think it's a shame, because I think it's real. I think
0: I I absolutely believe it's real. The only area we differ is in the relative level of importance. So you give it more importance than I do, but I I fundamentally agree with everything you're saying.
14: Okay. So, but this came up in the context of video games, right? Hmm. The reason people can spend hours and hours of video games is because they pay no consideration, or very little, or minimal consideration to how they feed themselves. And I, I think there's going to, there is going a debt, right? We live in a world, reality ultimately collects its debts, right? Even if you're not aware that you're accruing them, right? You suddenly get a bill and it's reality that's come calling and says, you owe me this. And you're like, whoa, bro, I didn't even know I took out that loan. Well, you are. You are. The way you're living. Right. The way you're living, even though it's you're an the American, you're living in America and you have your freedoms and so forth, you're still subject to a large, of wide variety of laws, of universal laws that you need to obey and understand and uh, accord yourself with. Otherwise, you're going to come to some very bad ends and have some very bad outcomes.
0: Okay, so on, on a scale of uh, 1 to 10, I think I would, I would accord what you're talking about a, a 2 in relative importance with 10 maximum importance. On a scale of 1 to 10, where would you put the relative importance of what you're talking about?
14: I would put it at a 7.
0: Okay. And yeah. where would you put belonging to a community, any community? Soccer club, church, uh, political organization on a one to 10. See, I would put that at a nine. Where would you put that?
14: Uh, I I don't mean to weasel out of this, but it it truly depends on the community. Like belonging to the wrong community is far worse than belonging to no community.
0: Okay. Let me phrase it the other way. I think having friends is 20 times more important than cooking your own meals. How would you rate the relative importance of friends versus cooking your own meals?
14: Not to weasel out, and I hate to say this, but it, it truly depends on the friends. Now, there's a lot of people that I would call friends and they would call me friends, but are these people going to help me in my hour of need? I don't know, probably a lot fewer. So yes, having friends is important. um, But having true friends, I think, is a function of being grounded. Like, and by being grounded is somebody that's really willing to sacrifice for you. Like they they can put their own need for sensory pleasure ahead of you right and i i i don't know i think the quality of friendships has has been degraded it's been sort of this subtle uh draining that's taken place because of social media that um friendships have become virtual virtualized and there's no sort of blood and flesh that's sort of backing this. And I, I just, I don't know. I, I feel as though
0: that is sort of a
14: hidden, creeping uh, cancer.
0: So you've set it up so that what most people call friends are not really friends.
12: Okay,
14: so... Is that fair? I understand that. So, uh, yes. So when you say friends... Let's define friends. I hate to be too spurgy like this, but... Um... Okay,
0: I would say that you and I are friends. I have never met you in person. And it is highly unlikely that I would fly up to San Francisco to help you move or to... I probably wouldn't do it to, to visit you in hospital. But there are ways that I would be there for you that you know, don't immediately come to mind. So th- I know there are ways that I would fail to live up to your standard of friendship... But there are other ways where where I would. And so people are uh, okay, complicated. Sure. Like someone will help you move. Another person won't help you move, but he'll lend you $1,000. Uh, another person will spend three hours on the phone with you when you're going through a difficult time. Another person will only spend five minutes on the phone for you, but he'll help get you a job.
14: Uh, fair enough. And you, you make a good point now. Let's say you did live in San Francisco and I, I, uh, I broke my leg. I need a ride to the hospital. Yeah, gonna, then, then um... I
0: would. If, if you broke your leg and it was like the sensible thing to do would be for, for someone, you know, a friend closest to you to give you a ride to the hospital, then yeah, in, in all likelihood, I would, I would do it.
14: Okay. Yeah, I would do the same for you, too. But I'm not going
0: to. Or put it this way. If I
14: if I were the absolutely only person, only person that you needed to ride to the hospital from, right? I would I would I would strongly consider flying down. Um, but um, I I yeah, okay. So obviously people need friends. Live. You're not breaking any ground here when you say. Having friends is more important than eating well, right? Um, it's, it's a dimension of life, and you need a certain number of friends. And the more, the better. But there's Facebook friends, right? There's people that like your tweets. And then there's people who live near you and are ready to go to bat for you and help you out in your hour of need. So um, it's those friends, you know, the latter category, that are the most important and that really matter. Um, and so what I'm saying is grounded people, people who aren't living with biological chaos in their system because they've eaten so poorly are those people that are capable of being true friends. That's the point I'm trying to make. I'm trying to connect the two ideas here.
0: And, and what's I think more important than, than having friends and cooking your own meals is having family. You know, be, be being married and, and having children. I mean, that's where most normal people devote themselves. So you see people like me who's, you know, 56 years of age. I don't have kids, so I have this tremendous need for excitement, part of which I, I meet through doing these live streams. If I had children, I wouldn't have that need for excitement. I'd just be primarily devoted to providing for my kids, uh, providing for my, my spouse and, you know, building building something for all of us to go forward.
12: Fair enough.
14: But I I think you like to flagellate yourself about this. I think, I think, I don't think everybody is cut out for family life. Right. I I honestly don't. I don't like my sister, like really couldn't wait to have a family, you know? And to me, it seems like a burden. And I honestly think there's just, I think most people crave those things, but I don't think you should necessarily, um, you seem to be measuring yourself against this, uh, uh, a belief and expectation, and you won't give yourself a break about it. You, you feel like you need to sort of flagellate yourself.
0: Okay. Do, I mean, do I sound like someone who's flagellating himself? I mean, do you think I'm, you know, yes, you do because, because of this.
14: Well, you bring it up a
0: lot. Uh, because it's a very important thing. I, I I can't think of anything more important than whether or not someone has a family. I, I think it's absolutely important for discussing issues on the show. Uh, discussing one's relationship to the world, I think the the single most important issue is whether or not one has a family. That has the the biggest effect on one's worldview, on one's behavior, on one's priorities, on how one conducts oneself in, in business, in social arrangements, in community, online. I think that probably the most important issue, just off the top of my head, is whether or not one has a family. And so I want
12: to
0: bring that up. But what do you think?
14: I think the most important thing is that someone know themselves. And often having a family is a path through which one ultimately knows themselves. And so yes, having a family is important and it is a very, you know, important vehicle through which one knows oneself. But there is actually but it's just that. It is a vehicle, right? Ultimately, we're individuals, Luke. You know, family, ah. no family, group, no group, tribe, tribe, no tribe. Ultimately, you know, you are an individual, Luke, and you have a very specific set of, um, of questions that you need to resolve or uh, energies that you need to understand that Are even more important than whether or not you have a family or not. This is
0: this is this is key. This is where we fundamentally disagree. See, I don't think that we are primarily individuals whose primary purpose is to know themselves. I think we're primarily members of families and extended families, and uh, self knowledge and knowing yourself. I don't think is in, in your top five level of importance. So I don't see myself primarily as an individual. I see myself primarily as a member of a family and an extended family, a a tribe. So you've got an individualized self-fulfillment, self-knowledge understanding of how people work, and I have a tribal understanding of how people work.
14: That sounds true. I think that's a fair distinction. I think you characterize
0: our disagreement
14: accurately, and I, I I will give your point of view some thought. But for me, it's always seemed as though I am responsible for this situation, right? And because of this, I don't get to blame my family. I don't get to blame my tribe. I don't get to blame my country. I don't get to blame anybody else. I have this radical sense of personal responsibility for everything good and everything bad that comes to me. And I feel that that makes me, uh, it sort of defines who I am. It allows me to, it allows me to play the game in a way that makes
0: sense. And almost everyone says or ascribes to what you just laid out. Like anyone who speaks publicly on any related issue <laughs> makes th- the same point that you're saying. It's like, I take responsibility. I'm not like those losers who, you know, blame their parents or blame society or blame their family for their problems. Right. That's the, probably the dominant mm-hmm. perspective. Is it though? In, in rhetoric, but there's no necessary connection between rhetoric and reality. I mean, well, who, okay, but who, I mean, who's out there saying, you know, I don't have responsibility for my behavior. Not not many people. Uh,
14: no, I think most people, right? I mean, the whole woke phenomenon is not just a bunch of complaining about other people doing yes. people wrong. Yeah, yeah. Right? But I mean, on so, the right
0: side of the fence, on the, the right. All way. right. So
14: on the right side of the spectrum, yes. So my my point of view is more common among them on the right. I, <clears throat> I grant you that. <coughs> um, um, okay, put it this way. When I find myself blaming, you know, family members for why certain things haven't worked out in my life, right? I have these moments of, of, uh, of... Anger and resentment and, you know, thinking about the way things turned out in my family and I, I'm blaming them, right? I, there's always this sort of, I have to consciously stop myself, but if I were to allow myself to sort of sink into this sort of, um, uh, surrender of, of responsibility and agency, I, I, I feel like I, I can't do that. Otherwise it would all unravel.
0: Uh, you don't want to what, what is there a difference between blaming family and uh coming to terms with one's one's life and one's one's habits and you know, with, with the the arc of one's life and one's one's narrative for example let's say you know, let's say one had uh you know, a family member who punched you so severely in one eye that you're forever blinded in that eye is one allowed to spend, you know, time accepting that that is a significant loss. And let's say you provoke the family member, and so you played a huge role in in the fight that led to you losing one eye. So, for example, we we all learned certain adaptive and maladaptive habits growing up in in a particular family. Is is a Okay, is it in your view to spend some time coming to terms with maladaptive habits that we may have picked up from our family?
14: Oh yeah, I'm, I'm not. I mean, <clears throat> yes. So I'm not blaming people for having feelings that they have. I'm not blaming myself for having feelings that I have about certain family members in certain situations right i but at the same time i see that you know in a way it's a sort of spiritual surrender loop it's like well if this is what i'm feeling this is what i'm meant to feel because there's a lesson here right it puts me in this really introspective uh frame of mind and it's sort of well, can my power of introspection overcome these um, really strong negative feelings, right? And so it's sort of like a battle ensues internally, inside, right? And that is the battle that I feel like, that's why we're here, Luke. (laughs) Does that make sense? Like, it's the resolution of these things, these knots, these... um, tensions that ultimately are what are worthwhile
0: yeah so you have a hero system right there's the heroic quest to resolve these tensions and that's your hero system and you know that's that's the significance and and the purpose and the meaning of life so you know other people believe in judaism other people believe in christianity Other people are primarily obsessed with with politics. You have a hero system where what is heroic is to resolve these inner traumas.
14: But yes, and I'm going to make a bold assertion here. I think you have the identical hero system that I do, and you're doing exactly what I'm doing, and you are arguing with me because you can't accept what I'm saying, because you know what I'm saying is true <laughs> about you.
0: Wait, what, what are you saying about me that I can't accept?
14: So, so you're, saying, you're saying the most important thing people can do is to have a family,
0: right? Yeah, for most people. For most people, having for most a family okay. is the most, for most important people.
14: thing. So we're saying the exact same thing. I'm saying for most people, that's the right thing. You're saying for the most people. So we agree on that score. Right, and what we agree
0: on everything, it's just the relative importance that like you put relative importance on preparing your own meals. I put more importance on community, friendship, and creating family.
14: Yes, but you know, I realize you don't like to cook, and I, I really feel like we've been, this whole meal discussion has been a small detour. But you're there in Australia, Luke, going on these marathon walks. Because you're obviously processing something uh, that's quite emotional in the end. It's not intellectual. And you need a lot of space to do it in. And that's why you're in Australia. And I think more power to you. Because you're not, you're, not you're not back in L.A. like on the dating scene trying to get married and
0: have a family. You're
14: that's doing correct. what you're doing because what you're doing is what you need to do. And I'm, I'm here to support you, Luke.
0: Thank you. That means a great deal to me. Yeah, I, I I don't know what I'm doing. I just wanted to get back to Australia and, and things just lined up to, to make it possible. But yeah, maybe I'm just, you know, primarily processing past trauma because I'm, I'm getting together with including people I haven't seen in 45 years, like people who were mates of mine in school from like grade two to grade five. I'm spending time with family. Uh, I'm you know spending time with childhood friends. Uh, so yeah, I am like, you know, going over a lot of, uh, childhood wounds and, uh, things that uh, I and we struggled with in, in childhood that, that is a great deal of what's going on right now.
14: And I, I, I wish you nothing but success in this journey and I think it's totally worthwhile. And I think, um, I think, I think you need to listen to the voices that put you in this spot. So whatever voice you listen to that put you in this spot obviously knew something that, that goes against your ideology, Luke. It goes, to, it goes against everything that you profess to be true. You're nevertheless doing something else because some voice inside you told you that this was the most important thing to do. And so that's what you acted on. And I'm saying it's okay, bro. That's life. That's, that's why we're here.
0: Thank you. And uh, when you have, this, you have this rhetoric of taking 100% total responsibility, what does that mean practically for you? Because very few people, if you ask them directly, do you take responsibility for the trajectory of your life, would say, no, I don't. But what does that mean practically for you?
14: Um, so it comes like, so, okay, ultimately... When times are good, I don't really engage in much introspection, right? Uh, when times are bad, however, uh, that's when the introspection—that's <laughs> when the introspection starts, you know. And I'm like, God, I hate this. I fucking hate this. I really hate this. Why am I enduring this? Why did this happen to me? You know. And then I sort have a line of questioning I go down. What am I? What? What is the lesson here? Why? Why? because ultimately what underlies my worldview is that things happen for a reason. You know, it sounds a bit Panglossian, but it is true. So I, 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 my, my thought process goes something, why did this happen? Why does, I really hate this. And then it's like, okay, that's like the first stage. That's like the Kubel-Ross first stage. Then it's like, okay, what am I meant to learn by this? Okay. Have I ever done anything worthy of, this you know of receiving some kind of retribution like this and if no i'm like really no you know it's this type of inquiry that goes on and then it's like finally it's like (coughs) okay (coughs) okay i don't quite understand what i did but i'll just pay my dues recognizing fully that they'll this will become clear to me later on so that's that's how i imply i apply this worldview of mine
0: And you mentioned that you spent less time paying attention to politics. So what did that mean practically? Less time on Twitter, less time watching politically oriented live streams. What did that mean practically?
14: Um, All above, I, you know, I haven't like paid like any attention to this whole yay situation. I assume that's going to blow over. And I, I sort of say like, I apply, I just sort of look at this and I say, yeah, art right, A, I do continue to listen to politics, but B, it's like, I, I'm at least a little bit uh, introspective. Like, well, what, what do I hope to get out of this? Like, what, what does it mean if this breaks one way or the other? If Elon does this or that, you know, why do I care? Why, why does it really impact things? Or I have a feeling that, you know, we get the government we deserve, right? This is how I look at it. I, you know, we, we are, we have the collective IQ that we have. And as a result of that, we're going to get a government and there's going to be politics that basically reflects that IQ. And my job isn't to lament the fact that we have such low IQ. My job is to raise my IQ. Using IQ. A little bit um, loosely here.
0: Yeah, you don't mean literally, because there's nothing literally we can do I, I, you, know. But yeah I I, yeah, I, I understand. And so, are you? Have you bought any of Trump's <laughs> NFTs?
14: <laughs> I have not. I've closed the Trump book. I'm afraid I, I i can't I can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. I'm sad to say. I'm grateful for what Trump has given us, but ultimately I I think he inspires his enemies more than he helps us. Like he, he, he's just not the right person for the times anymore. You know, his, his hour has come and gone, you know? Um, So uh, uh, it doesn't mean I hate Trump. I just, just, that whole stick of his just just rings really hollow to me now.
0: And uh, what do you think about Mike Lindell, the My Pillow Man, getting back on Twitter?
14: Oh, ecstatic, Luke!
0: <laughs> it's ecstatic.
14: <laughs> finally, finally, the truth is out there. The truth and, will come out.
0: And how's your Whole Foods experience these days? How do you appreciate their music?
14: Oh. <laughs> It's fucking, it's bliss, Luke. It's like, there's been a decision made at, uh, at, at Whole Foods that said, okay, let's see who our shoppers really are and let's see who, what music they like to listen to and maybe not play so much rap and not play so much Motown. Let's play the music that they grew up listening to and maybe their shopping experience might be a little bit better might be a little bit more enjoyable they might carry a little longer at the deli counter and get an extra slice of pizza you know there's just been this really you know and i attribute this to ai i think they crunched some numbers and figured out you know who really shops at Whole foods and i think it's been bliss how about you Luke?
0: <laughs> i haven't i haven't gone to whole foods i but uh, I don't really have a strong opinion.
14: So what, what are you listening to on the radio? You used to listen to it. Was it K-Bone? Oh, it was The Bone. The Bone. Uh, 10, 107.7, The Bone. Yeah, the hard rock station. Yeah, I, it's been probably a year now. Uh, the repetition got to me too much. However, I checked in with uh, NPR again yesterday, thinking, you know, I keep going back, like, Every two months, I think, well, maybe I can try a dose of NPR, see if I can stomach it, you know? It's so bad, Luke. It is so bad. It is so, so much worse than it ever used to be. The, the, just the, um, the wokeness has like seeped into the core of NPR. And uh, it is unlistenable. Have you tried? Do you?
0: I yes. have not. I have not. Mm. But, uh, but, so for No, but it, it's like
14: one woke platitude.
0: Go
14: ahead. It's just one woke platitude after another, right? And they just build on each other. And nobody ever dares question like yesterday's conversation was about environmental racism. You ever hear this term?
0: I uh, probably That minorities live
14: Yeah. Minorities live in areas where you know, the environment isn't clean, you know, usually industrial areas, things like that. And this is because of racism, as if some magical force, some some cadre of evil whites had decided this is where the blacks live, you know. And it just so happens to be, you know, an industrial, a formal industrial site that has really shitty soil and water and so forth. And this was just taken as a given that, you know, in, in the context of the NPR report. And really what was happening, you know, no one... No one could even like the explanation was so obvious, you know, I'm like shouting at the radio, you know, and not not nary a word about an alternative explanation, which would be that, well, these sites cost less money to live in because no one wants to live in there because the desire, the, the desirability of these places is a lot lower. And therefore, people with less money tend to move there. So it really wasn't a function of racism. What it was was a function of income. That, and there was no racism whatsoever. It truly was about economics. And But that, that point of view is just not presented on NPR. And this is theoretically the high IQ station, right? This is where all of the big brains uh, listen. And what you're getting is just such pablum that it's embarrassing.
0: So Sorry, if you want high IQ entertainment uh, Christopher Cantwell's out of prison and he should be restarting his podcast
14: oh, I can't wait, that was quick how long was he in?
0: he paid his debt to society bro a couple of years how long was he in? Something two, like years? two years
14: and what What did he actually go in for? threatening some woman online or something?
0: threatening people I
14: think uh, uh, so back to New Hampshire huh? uh yeah, it seems like a distant era now that uh, he you had him on your show, didn't you? A couple Twice. of times.
0: Twice,
14: yeah. Yeah. And uh yeah, he's a bit rough on the edges, no question. I was just thinking about today, Luke, the uh like that nine hour marathon with um um oh no, I forgot his name. Jim Gunn Stryker. Gutted.
12: Stryker, Eric Stryker. Stryker. Yeah.
14: <laughs> Do you remember that? Like you have basically had an all day <laughs> argument. With Eric Stryker. Yeah, do you remember that? Yeah, that was like, I don't hear that. It must have been like 2018, maybe. Yes, definitely. Uh, this is when you were just kind of getting into your streaming career.
12: Yeah,
14: and you had a <laughs> that's a lot of commitment, man. That, it's a lot of commitment. But uh, the, you know, of course, there's a line which you should like find and like put on your highlight reel, which is when Eric Stryker is <laughs> complaining about was it Goldstein. Uh or who was the guy that the screw magazine? What
0: was his oh, name? Oh, Al Goldstein.
14: Goldstein, yeah. And I so basically Stryker so read back that quote and then yeah. you turned around and you said, Well, do you know who we gave that quote? <laughs> do you remember that?
0: Yes. Yes.
14: That's what... probably up there. That's like yeah. it has to be one of your top ten, if not top five.
0: Like, oh, oh, what about when uh, E. Michael Jones on and he thanked me for red pilling him on the JQ?
14: <laughs> That's a good one, but I don't I don't recall. He did that on one of your streams. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't. I actually I didn't catch that one. But I think the Psycho one was priceless.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was that was fun times.
14: <laughs> so what's going? <laughs> So what's going to come of all Elon? Have you already discussed Elon? I don't want you to tread on old ground. Um...
0: I think I think Twitter's a better place. So I think Elon's <laughs> going in a great direction.
14: Yeah. So what do you think about all these side dramas, you know, like the FBI <clears throat> blocking this journalist and, you know, is he not committed to free speech, et cetera, you know, all this sort of, he just seems to be at this, uh, uh, this eye of this hurricane. And like, how long can he last? Do you think the pressure is getting to him? Like, it's all Elon all the time, as far as I can tell. I mean, if you if you go on my YouTube feed, every other story is about Elon in one way or the other.
0: Well, that I think that gives him a tremendous amount of energy. So I think that's uh, firing him up. So I think he can long as, last as long as it takes until he's ready to turn Twitter over to some other... CEO like uh, David Sachs from the All In podcast?
14: Mm, I don't know who he is. Uh, if that was a joke, I don't know. I, I didn't get it. <coughs> well, um, you know, he's been, Tesla's stock has been sinking pretty uh, substantially. And people theorize it's because he's selling his tech, Tesla, stock. He's a big shareholder. He's selling a lot of his stock because he has to Subsidized Twitter. And so, that um, was
0: you. Yeah, hey, I got I to gotta run off. So let me talk to you. Right, long time. All, all right, time. right okay, bro.
14: Oh, okay, all, all, right, okay, all right, Okay,
0: bro. Okay, take care. Okay, guys, I have to take a 20 minute break, but I'm going to keep the show rolling. I'm going to carry my phone with me. So if anyone else calls in and I'm not at my laptop uh, monitoring, just say, hey, Luke, what the hell, man? and uh let's get uh let's get some old hype versus the great people are thinking
9: that i that i like you're jealous of nick or something (laughs) all right now by the way by the way thank you (laughs) First off, thank you for, for coming on the sunrise here. We got a thousand people watching live. Cozy.tv slash Ethan Ralph. I have a couple of the people in there. I think they were in the thread. If you want me to bring them on. Um, I mean, I mean, if you're starving for content, fine. Yeah, but I otherwise, yeah, yeah, just we, just I would argue. do
12: something else. Let's just argue.
9: Uh, if it gets too crazy, I'll just cut it off. Um, go ahead, banana. Hi, Mr. Well-type.
15: I wanted to ask, why were you calling Nick uh, gay two days or a day ago in replies of
9: in a reply in your Twitter replies? You were subtweeting him. Now, why are you calling him gay? I mean, that, I guess that has been alleged. <laughs> yeah, you were
15: implying.
4: Now, wait, hold
9: on. I was asking.
4: Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I was asking.
9: Go ahead. Okay. Yeah,
4: go ahead.
10: Uh, well, I don't have an eidetic memory, but there's another comment saying that they think Nick is asexual. And I just put, and I posted a comment saying, yeah, or maybe yes. dot, dot, dot. So, but I I mean, it's not something I typically like to make a big stink about, but
12: and and it's not something
10: that I talk about very much. Uh, yeah, gayish, less less than before. Um, gay, okay. you know, Milo said something that a lot of people didn't understand, which was that he was basically done being gay, and like if you're not gay, you're not going to get that. You're not going to understand what that means. And you're you don't gay. Need to understand? Um, yeah, basically. Although I have had relations with women before. But anyway, okay. Um but let's do I, more let's, gay. Now wait, let him say it. Go ahead, dude, Ryan. Dude, that's super gay. Uh but I mean I, I mean if you want to open oh, I mean you're the one trying to open this can of worms, but okay. Nick Fuentes is a pretty attractive uh millionaire. So he's not an incel. I mean, if you see it, a guy who's he attractive, is. who's an attractive millionaire and is just not getting around, just has doesn't have time for sex, like that's it. I mean, it, it, like, like to the outside, it just sort of like, it's kind of same. So that's why I said I'm 50, 50, but I don't even want, I don't, I don't really want to bring it up. Although I do have, have, I guess I have a sort of OCD that I feel compelled to respond to people on the internet. Oh, so, I, so, I end up saying, so I end up saying OCD, that, yeah. but it's, but it's not something that like I would talk about if, if for example, if you didn't say, if you didn't, you know, prod me into talking about it it's not something that i would really care about
15: right? oh you yeah, so. would just tweet him okay we just uptweet nick you wouldn't like say it out loud okay, interesting
9: now what are you say? i mean, mean you is it a, I, mean, I am i am saying it out loud what do you what well, do you say it out because, loud? I, like,
15: because i brought it up you're saying it because i brought it up and i forced you to come into this call i didn't force you but i like really heavily well i asked you to, ask to come this call. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. if it wasn't for you know people in the chat and trying to like get you to join you wouldn't have like talked about it at all you would have Something under the rug because you were subtweeting him. You, you were in a reply of some random guy saying that Nick is I don't know sussy. I don't know about what, that. What what what
10: is what is sub, what is subtweeting? I'm sorry. I guess he's saying no, that way. Hold on, let me the, let me. Let me
9: yeah, I guess he's saying you were kind of talking sneak dissing. You know, talking shit off to the side without uh, tagging him in or or you know officially addressing him. Oh, Although you did oh, say it oh, publicly, oh, so I would have. Okay, okay. It. Then then I'll then I'll okay then I'll then I'll tag then I'll tag Nick <laughs> Uh
12: yeah, was just, it said. was in the reply.
10: The point was that
15: is the point is that people wouldn't see it unless they like actively search through your accounts.
10: Oh. Yeah. Do so so I should I should Make I'm just saying, you're going to no, or... call
15: somebody gay, right? At least have the guts to do it on the timeline. You're going to say he's 50-50 gay, so I don't know, he might be gay, he's 50-50 gay. I mean, he's literally, he's given a platform, he's been very good to you, he's been respectful to you, and you're, in Twitter, first you're saying he's going to be less successful than Mike Enoch if there was no censorship, which isn't true, and I will get into that later. Second of all, okay. you're calling, or you're saying he's 50-50 gay because he can't be an incel, you can't be celibate if you're a millionaire, that doesn't make any sense, and then you're just like, now you're out. It's, like, pos- it's possible,
10: you. it's possible if you're like, but the thing is, I mean, here's another this. Thing. You're well, I'm not sneak dissing here. I'm I'm on the Ralph Torque
9: right now, so so there's no sneaking here. Well, you were, um, okay. Let him finish. Let him finish, Banana. Stop cutting oh, off. Oh, Go oh, ahead. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> okay.
10: But but the thing is, another thing about Nick is that he's not. Well, I don't know. Maybe he is, but he doesn't appear to be socially awkward. So attractive, not socially awkward, millionaire, you know. You know he's gay. Uh, so, okay. so you don't well, think suck. Mean, I mean, don't, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. wait, 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 wait. wait, wait let me put think? it this way: if, 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 it, it, wasn't Nick, it, if, if it wasn't if it wasn't, it. if it wasn't if it wasn't Nick Fuentes, who and and, and you saw a person that had these traits.
15: If they were well, Catholic, if they were religious, if they were Catholic, they were religious and they had a certain personality. Well, okay, well, then, all right. Well, then maybe we differ. <laughs> yeah, we, we do differ. Yeah, I don't think Nick is gay. You think he's gay? We do differ. Yeah. Now we let me differ. ask you.
9: Uh, I, I fi- am, I'm, I'm fifty fifty, but.
15: Well, I'm one hundred percent that he's not gay, and you're fifty 50-50 for some reason. Now, let, so I don't know why.
9: Now let me ask you all. Okay. Like, do you think that his shit talking, too, like he said that you know Nick gave you a platform and all this stuff? Do you see it as like disloyal to say that about him, or is that you feel like it's just an observation you're making? No big deal. I was.
10: Well, I was just making an observation. I didn't think it was uh, disloyal. I mean, I mean, I've, I, I think I've said in several streams that I think America First is like in the top 0.1 percent of like political clubs in terms of just but how think, good what, their me- it, how good their messages. Cozy, it, like like Nick basically kept, you know, kept alive an entire ecosystem on his own. Like like I don't know what.
12: Caller, come now, caller. Just chill out. So I'm
10: so I'm sort of just like responding to people on Twitter, and then like. Just saying, I like just saying whatever comes into my mind, and then, but then that's like anti.
9: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it was spun like, as an attack, kind of. <laughs> uh, and I mean, I can understand that. I'm not saying that it's unfair necessarily either, because that is kind of a talking point uh, of people who are like anti. Let me just say
10: this. Go, go ahead. Well, I spend, I, I, I've right, spent go. months off 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 of the internet, so <laughs> sort of. Okay, right, but listen, Now, go ahead, you- caller.
15: You're saying on one hand you're saying AF is one of the top point one percent of political projects and is so successful and it's so good. But then on the other hand you're saying if there was zero censorship, AF wouldn't be would be below TRS. Mike Enoch, Mike Pinovich, the guy who married a Jew and he's like a total fat, dysgenic retard, you think Nick would be below that, really. If I, there was no censorship, I, I mean, I mean vouch, vouch, vouch is pretty.
10: Vause is pretty. That's for
15: left wingers oh. Yeah, left wingers don't have a good. Left fingers don't have a high disgust tolerance. I mean, they don't really care if someone's okay. disgusting or degenerate. But for a right, I mean, I don't, I don't, I
10: don't think, I don't think Ralph's, Ralph's appearance. Oh, okay, no.
15: Okay, oh, is, 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 it, is, Ralph, is, is Ralph is ugly. Okay, all
10: right. I'm, I, I, I don't with think. That. I think Ralph I'm saying I don't think being overweight is like a is like a major detriment. Is as much of a detriment as you think it is. I don't think it's. I don't think people. Care
12: that much?
15: Okay. Well, I, I think he's, like I think he's a total like dumbass. I don't think he would actually be at all entertaining or charismatic or a good content creator if there was no censorship. And Nick is actually currently more censored than he is. He sells a paywall. Remember that he has a paywall on his site. Nick struggles with payment processing. He struggles with he's like as like a lot, he's, uh, well, he's more TRS, debanked. I mean, he's, he's more debanked than like Enoch is. That's for sure. Well, I mean, well, TR, well, I guess, but you can't. I
10: mean, TRS can't use credit cards. They ha- they have to use um, either crypto or some sort of mail-in sort of thing.
15: Okay. Well, either way, I just think it's like, you're trying to like say, oh, well, if the if Nick... You're I, think, I think they're, I think
10: they're both comprehensively debanked. <laughs>
15: but either way, the point is like... Not,
10: is that, is that I mean, a contest? I don't know what the contest I mean, is The
15: that. point is, I think Nick is more censored than TRS. I think Nick is more um attacked by the establishment than TRS. And I think that Nick is more of a threat to the establishment. And if there was no censorship, I, I I think, think it's not, I think based on the value...
9: On. All right, Banana, finish your thought and then let Ryan get in there.
15: I think Nick would definitely overshadow TRS without a doubt. All
9: right, go ahead, Ryan. He is handsome, he is handsome. Right,
15: is handsome.
10: right. right.
9: right. right. well, the, the point I was... I, like, what I was saying was not that Nick is more or
10: less censored than TRS. I think they're basically both fully censored. <laughs> like, I don't, I, I don't think differences in censorship between the two are that meaningful. I know, for example, you can't find TRS on Google. Um, but what I, was, what I was saying was that Nick's big growth came after he had been kicked off of YouTube, right? And so he, no, so I don't, really. know, I don't know if, well, okay, well, that, well then that's an, that's an empirical thing. Um,
15: well, you're wrong. Okay, uh, let me explain to you. Nick got his first okay. like big big bump, big growth, when he was on YouTube during Gore for wars. And then his viewership declined when he was on D-Live. It, it raised and declined. It was like kind of up and down. But it was definitely not really better than YouTube. It was just the same kind of level as YouTube. And then during the- Well, that, that's, that's, that's actually kind of uh He got impressive. censored. Yeah, he got. I know it is. That's what I'm saying. It is impressive. that able that viewership over. That means if he was on YouTube and there was no censorship, he would outgrow TRS and most other content creators easily if there was no censorship. And there was, and he still grew. And after D-Live, in America first time, lives, there was a bit of a decline, and then he gained it back up because Nick is great at marketing. He knows that he has a loyal fan base. He can grow people. and can get people more, more, people to his side because Nick is good at that. Nick is a genius at that. But well, you're saying that like if Absolutely. there was a censorship, TRS would be on the same level as him. I mean, it's just, just that's not true because of censorship. There are people like Vosh who are on top of the charts, and Hassan who's oh, out yeah. of the charts. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but if there yeah, was I no, it would be more. I think if there was no, it would be more fair. It'd be more like, um, it'd be more. Well, like, let, like, let like, me let tr- me let me put it like, it like this. More when TRS,
10: is. okay, just when TRS went onto YouTube, um they I forget how long they had their 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 channel but their channel was banned I, I i know it was less than a month um now granted they were able to tra- they were getting viewership transfer over from trs to youtube so it wasn't exactly like they were starting from nothing but if they but the thing is trs was allowed on youtube far less than fuentes so and and again i'm Bro, going are you kidding me th- 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 okay. no i'm not kidding you <laughs> i'm not so you, kidding, you. Oh, you're not
15: kidding me. Dude, you you don't understand how like in, 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 in regard to, in they in regard, say, in regard they to shadow banned on one YouTube at a time gentlemen before he got banned go ahead go ahead Okay, but
10: I mean, let me put it this way: Was Nick not shadow banned for more than a month on YouTube?
15: <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. In that metric, okay. that specific right, metric, right. you're right. In that cherry pick metric, you're right. Now. All right, let me play some of these okay. super chats.
10: Well, Hold wait, on. Wait, every every metric, every metric is going to be cherry picks.
9: Let's play these super chats and get to questions. Every, every instance in. is an instance. Let's hear from the audience. Hold on. Uh, go ahead, Jacuzzi. Hey, hey.
7: Jacuzzi sent three dollars. Explain yourself to the castle of cozy heathen.
9: Council of cozy.
8: Ava, hey, it's Chartsburg. sent three dollars. nigga. you either suck dick or no ain't no gay-ish.
15: Facts, man. Alright, huh? <laughs> Bomb sent $3. Nick is Catholic. He is celibate. Those who demons run their lives cannot understand. They are slaves to their desires. Nick is not. That is why he is attacked on his celibacy. Without these vices, Nick is free to reach his full potential.
7: Based on my consent, $3 wasn't TRS going after oh. Devon Stack, okay, aka sure. Blackpilled? If that's true, TRS is a bunch of fucking retarded Spurgs and in no way would be more successful than Nick. All hype, no disrespect, but you're simply wrong on that q percent $3, LOL. This nigga getting bricked up talking about Nick. He says my bricked dick. is <laughs> S- gay. I and don't now, know any... Not even the Ralph Amali safe.
9: That is not... The Ralph Amali is safe. <laughs> all right, now let me... There's... Hold on, this is a... Bill Phil Burstake on Kanye aged 12. on Kanye... Okay, we'll play that. Sorry, that just not came in, by the way.
3: Richard Percival sent $3, even if you countersign on Nick. Thanks for streaming that Holocaust
8: Census myth stream on Cozy. That red-pilled me a lot.
9: All right, so again, some thanks, even if they're not agreeing with you. All right, now let's see. Then this... I mean, I guess this is a talking point that I've seen, uh, but you can, I think you kind of talked about it earlier. Um,
8: <laughs> notorious homosexual type know, accusing Nick of being gay. Notorious. As you go on the Killstream H- well, to he's PBS here now. On Why is this now up? Up. Just that just now popping up? The number one reason so. great men have been taken down is because of sexual relations women. Nick is smart. See.
9: What do you say about that? It's a pretty good strategy. Yeah. Uh, well, you know.
10: That look, the thing is, there are other explanations. So that's what, you know, I said 50 50. So there you go. I mean, what's his face? Who is Trump's VP? Uh, like Pence, Pence. Yeah. He, he, he. Yeah. He sort of he, he did that same thing. He, he just said he wouldn't go alone with a, with another woman in a room. So simply because of like accusations. Of that yeah,
9: stuff. that was actually one of the smartest things Pence did. I can tell you from my own experience, um, getting tied up with the wrong one can really uh, can really affect your day to day uh even when you're yeah. you're allegedly free of that person um so I love, I love, I love recently um it, it was sad to, it's sad to see uh with uh with with Medicare, I thought
10: he'd sort of be above this, but like Medi- mm. like Medicare of all people you'd imagine like wouldn't be on the whole believe all women sort of train but there yeah he when, when that, that's what that I said kind of you weird. would think
9: him out of anybody <laughs> would be you know saying don't trust these others but instead it's uh Mr. Mead now uh so yeah, it is pretty crazy um let's yeah, that was one of my favorites. I right, know let's see we have another caller. I don't know if he wants to talk. did you want to ask him something too while he's here? Do you want to talk about
10: something more more interesting?
9: Goose. Like,
4: go oh, going on, Ralphie? Oh, how we doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. <laughs> go ahead. All right. So all type. Like to say that Mike Enoch would be as popular as Nick if they had an even platform. It's straight retarded. It's okay to be wrong, though. The problem is <laughs> you're implying that Nick is gay? Yeah, bro. Fuck, man? Like you're on his platform, one. And also, he's not. You are. Where are you coming from with this?
15: Listen, all types. The only thing uh, does, is that's right. Uh, how, how,
10: thing does, is... how does how, how does me how does me being gay make Nick? what?
15: Well,
12: it's like, sure <laughs> that you're a
10: coombrain
15: You're a coombrain who, does, who doesn't understand religion. You
10: don't oh, understand.
9: That uh, sounded the the like houses. a, a scene from a movie or something. I was like you don't a, understand a, understand from Goodfellas or something. Where, hey, hey,
15: where do you get off? Oh, in? Oh, no, oh no, Oh, no, 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 no,
10: no. no. You, you are incorrect about that. At least for the past like four years. For the past four years, I have understood
9: celibacy. A, okay. Why
15: don't you understand trust, how Nick being celibate? Then why don't you understand Nick being celibate if you've been
9: celibate the last four years? Mr. Falk Now have you been celibate? Um, I mean you don't have to get tall all if you don't want but.
10: Uh yeah, yeah. M- m- Not exactly Lack of effort <laughs> so, we'll say.
4: You're saying anybody lack else besides Nick Fuentes Would be getting, it's Nick Fuentes There's never been anybody else like this region. Yeah he's a unique you're guy He's an eccentric dude <laughs>
10: All right, now let me. Dude, dude, like, like all this stuff you are saying, you are saying that's like the fifty.
9: That's like the fifty. feminine gay,
10: not gay, side. All
9: right, that's like the that's like the fifty. So what? Like, 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 50, 50,
6: like 50.
9: Straight, All right, all okay. right, callers, thank right. you, Goose. I appreciate thank you getting you. Th- in there. Thank you, Ralphie. Love you, big guy. All right, thank you, love you too, man. Have a good weekend. My goose. All right, oh, and we have more callers getting in on this. Uh, okay, hold on, <laughs> let me uh, let me play this. this is, Maybe we'll watch the Bill Burr thing before you go. That'll be something. On say. here. Yeah, I think they're coming in to ten for alt hype. I see, yeah Alright, and then there's this one Uncle Alan sent
7: $3 while this giggling no, homosexual Is deflecting so hard You accuse Nick of being homosexual Ha-ha, Well, what? I mean, online. I guess I was kind of fuck you. Fine. God. I mean,
9: I see your position as well I was just saying, you know, whatever my offended thought But, I mean, I guess, you know, some of his Fans might see that as like a Like a dig or, or an attack kind of Yep I mean, that's. I mean, okay, do you see? Wait, wait, like, hold on. I'm let me talk to minute Wait, 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 wait. Just so, hold on. Sure. Mute for a second. Mute for a second. Uh, <laughs> do you see why where that might be coming from?
10: Yeah, but they're they're wrong. Like,
9: okay, well, I mean, I, yeah, I understand that's your position. I am just saying, uh, you know, I, I do see where they might be coming from a little. You know, I mean, I am talking to you now. I get along with you. I like you, but uh, I, I do see the, their point a little bit because it looks a little bit like you are, you know, throwing random shade about him. You know, you think he's gay. Uh, uh, I, I'm like fifty-fifty. Mean, okay. Well, no, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> what, what, what do you want to, what do you want to, Well, do you uh, think like, that's fair? I guess. Like, do you think it's fair that, that people would interpret that as like an attack? I get, they could. Do you think um, it is? What, what would you? call it? It's just your observation, or I, I no, like, uh, I mean, I guess, I like when
10: when someone is bringing like like the, Yeah, I don't have an eidetic memory of the thread, but this is this is just my own memory is that there was some other person talking saying that they think Nick is asexual. And I and and then I just said, yeah, or maybe and then a whole bunch of other people started responding and pulling out of me well what I thought. And so it's so, now now you're right, I could've just not responded. Or I could have just, you know, like sure i could have just i could have said nothing you know and that well it's twitter so people wiser, see it yeah but, but i didn't i didn't so because i can't control well i mean you size. know how it is it's so, twitter and then
9: somebody sees that and they're like oh he's talking shit and then they go and you know talk more about it um and then it becomes more of everything um i don't know uh let me bring in a caller avon go ahead uh unmute yourself Alf it's been too long brother how the fuck are you I'm doing great man how you doing Merry, great, Christmas. Merry, Christmas. Merry Christmas Merry Christmas to you and the family my brother Yo old hype I'm Avon Chartsdale, bro nice to meet you how you doing
14: Uh alright I, I guess Sweet listen so I don't know a whole lot about the whole thing between you and Nick I didn't see this whole thing I kind of just got schooled to it on air But you said something on air I gotta ask you about You said you're gay-ish my nigga so yo do you, do you suck dick Or do you not suck dick no, wait,
10: bro No wait. Have it not, not in a while
14: not, But you have sucked dick before But cock has been inside uh-huh. your mouth right
4: now, are you interested or, like what are you, what are you what are you trying No no on? I just wanna know, cause gay ish is not a thing, my nigga. You either a faggot or you're now, wait, wait, you know why you suck wait. some cock in your mouth bro, you are why fucking gay. No wait, hold and on. Just say it with your chest, right? Like have a pair of balls and be like, yeah, I'm gay
9: nigga. No wait 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 wait,
12: wait,
9: wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, What does gay ish mean? mean? I am just not interested in anyone anymore. Okay. Okay. So are you
14: suck like five or six cocks and then you decide it's not for you? Like you like like trying out smoking weed or something like that? No. Like, I don't think that's how it works personally.
9: Did uh, alright, thank, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Mom, thank Alright, he also has an echo, but uh, I dealt with it. Uh, okay, now let's see, um okay, there's a couple more super chats. They're, they're mostly hostile, but, let's see. a grappler, send your guns as hype, leave Nick's name out of your life. Still gonna have you, still gonna have you back on the show though. Uh, alright, now. <laughs>
8: Anonymous sent $5. Donors. Why would you say this writer's Nick is having the biggest moment of his career? Seems like you're a jealous faggot.
9: Now, what do you say? It, I mean, I guess some people are, you did say this, right? Like, I mean, I, you know, right? You did kind of go out there and, uh, you know, put your your statement uh, out there, right? Like, I mean, you did kind of draw this on yourself a little bit. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, so, um, <laughs> so you know, uh, I don't I don't know. I, was, I, was, replying, I, was, I was replying to people. I was like, and... Uh, like,
10: like, one step at a time, and say, well, well, maybe, or maybe, and then it's like, well, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? And I was like, okay, well, this is what I mean by that. And, th- and then they're mad at me for saying what I meant by that. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. I mean, I could have just said, oh, nothing, nothing, never mind. Well, I, don't, I, don't, he, I don't
9: believe anything. Sorry. Well, and you're here on the sunrise, and, you, you know, you've been talking to people, and uh, taking college time, so. Of, I, uh, I, don't, I don't know. people want me to, like, say, oh, never mind. I don't, I don't think
10: that anymore. I've, I've, I've been convinced that there's, there's zero chance that.
9: Nick is gay. Like, I mean, I don't think it matters for the movement on the whole. Right. Well, I mean, that's kind of like I mean, that's, that's like, he, mean, that's like a key way. talking point from like anti Nick people, basically. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> Good for them. I don't, I mean, just, yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't think he is, but I, you know, I I, I can see why somebody would see him saying that and then immediately be like, "Well, this guy's, you know, spread negative talking points or whatever." Oh. I mean, I think that's what happened, right? Like, I don't know, Jack and win on their own with whatever they think, but, uh... Okay, now let me play a couple of the... Uh, well, well, I mean, I can't, I can't, like, take it back. I can't go, like, oh, I don't believe that now. <laughs> like, so... Uh, yeah. Like, oh, oh, n- now I have been
10: convinced. I will, like, I can't... I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't...
9: Yeah, yeah.
8: No, 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 you. Uh, let me play. Richard Percival said $3. you call me um, gay is worse than the Holocaust.
9: Worse than the Holocaust. Well, well yeah,
8: because
10: <laughs> it's one of the six
12: hours. <laughs> what do you think would happen if you called me J? Oh, nothing. What?
5: No, Is this another clip? Uh, oh. Man feeding in the night sent $10. Oh, what
12: are you staring at, you old man? whole bunch of No, I'm eating. Ooh, Get out of here, I got a marker. All right,
9: all right. Uh, let's go more.
7: Anonymous sent $3 and it doesn't commit sodomy. So, this is pointless. Okay.
15: Oh, uh, I never said he did. I never said he office. did. If you didn't ask me why I'm a flaming homosexual,
10: maybe I wouldn't be such a flaming homosexual. Says Hype. Nigga, just take the L also being a like Down Syndrome pro you Enoch is the biggest fucking L of all. Fine, God you caught thirsty fact.
9: Are you like Enoch guy? Uh, I find his show interesting. Wow. I mean, I probably watch, I probably watch, like, listen to, like, an entire show every month
10: so I
12: like, wasn't <laughs> interested about any, anything else
9: so yeah alright I'll show you that's fine okay that's pretty solid alright let me see here
12: anonymous and five dollars you can't take it back the only way to um, wait is for you to kill yourself uh-huh. Turbo $3. dollars literally sucks cock BTW. Oh, so. Homo style,
9: chasing faggot. Is there another style? I don't know. So uh, no, float, float chasing. Yeah. I don't know what that part is. That, that's not true. That Like, I'm like, not a cloud chaser. <laughs> oh. I messaged him to come on, yes. so I just wanted more. Cool. I just wanted some arguing for the show. Since he's already arguing on Twitter and they wanted to get him on, I figured, well, I'll just message him. So. Uh, clout, clout chasing. When, when was my last stream? Like, that is... Uh-huh. That is I hey, haven't been streaming as much actually. Eight to one months. Yeah, eight like month. yeah. Go ahead, so, get your call. In. Else, can you hear me? Yeah, what's up? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I can hear you.
5: Uh, you know, I, I don't know much about y'all hype, but uh, do you have some sort of like? Uh, you, have, you say you have like a social autism.
10: Not really. You I mean, you, you
12: kind of I mean the, the autism the autism thing
10: is kind of a meme. You know, uh, maybe I am, and I'm just like I'm just like blissfully unaware of it or something. But I don't feel awkward and, and around people. You seem okay. not to be
5: understanding why people are angry. Uh You know, you, you see our boy out there there is about ready to go you know, score a goal, and you're the guy sticking your foot out to trip him with uh, stupid comments that nobody fucking asked for. No Oh, so I, I just, don't if, uh, just a,
10: No, no, they quite clearly asked for it. Like, no, right? I don't really. Side. No, 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 no. They were ask, they, they were quite clearly saying, "What did you mean by that?" And I, and you know, I, I wasn't. Why would you
5: mean that to begin with? Why would you even bother? Like, why would you, you know do anything to hurt what we're doing right now? We're like full steam head, bro. To get on the fucking train and shut the fuck up. That's where we're at, well, right, right, man. Like, why? Why are you even bothering to do this to begin with? Why are you doing anything at all that might even hurt the movement? Like, I, I just don't understand, like, I, think, all guy's I, out there, like slings in from the mainstream media, every corner of the internet, mm-hmm. and then you gotta comment and be like, oh, I think the guy might be gay. Like, who fucking cares, A, what you think? B, why would you even make that comment to well, me? Well
12: clearly, well clearly
5: you care what I think, so answer with that. No, uh, I really uh, don't say the shit, I just think- Alright, no, no, hey, now hold on! Yeah, know, hold on! Hold
10: hard. on! No, 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 no. I'll, I'll respond to the other stuff. but First, you do give a shit because I'm here, you're talking, you're getting hot and bothered. So, yeah, you do give a shit. So, I'm a little pissed off about USA
5: not making it through the World Cup, and I give a shit about what you have to say, let me tell you. Okay. But clearly, you do give a shit about what I have to say because you're making a big stink about it. Okay, so. I'm saying because you're a fucking. Don't, idiot, don't, 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 like, don't, don't do this, this don't, don't do, this. do this, I don't, I don't care. care. Don't do this, I don't care. I'm throwing little pebbles from the audience, acting like a big shot. I dude, like, seriously, why would you do bothered about this right now? And oh, well, I'm really excited that I said this talk long, and people are mad at me and I'm just going to sit here and act right. like none of
9: it matters and I'm too autistic to get my people angry oh. hold on let him respond what do you say to what he said originally about you volunteering in the comments and, uh, and all that uh... Uh, well, the only comment that I responded to was somebody who was saying that they
10: thought Nick was asexual. So that's how it started. Someone says, "I, well, I think Nick's just asexual," and then and then you I said, thought, "Well, I
9: don't know unless he's well, maybe." Or oh, so I, I, I can't even find." It keywords. was something like maybe, oh, something, maybe something maybe or yeah. Hold on, I got the tweet. I think right
12: maybe,
9: here. okay,
10: like, yeah, yeah or maybe dot, dot, dot. And that was it. That was it. So so that's the that's the uh, big attack. That was the attack according to this, this caller that I volunteered. That was a big attack on Nick. It's like everything, 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 but everything else came, okay, but you, know, you know what, you know what, you're right, I should not have posted that tweet. then But then, that that's where it ended, and, and, and nobody could have seen it. The problem is, people are all coming at, coming at me saying, what do you mean by this? What do you mean by this? What do you mean by this? Okay, I'm telling you, like...
9: I, mean, I don't I know why you're like saying, you saying that. Wait, 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 hold on. Wait, wait. Wait. hold on, Adelwolf. hold on. So you're saying that it's a comment? <laughs> and you... Wait, 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 wait. You're saying it's a comment you shouldn't have made, but it got blown up even further, and then basically you have to expound on it, and it's made it an even bigger thing that that's your are that you Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's that's All right. not it. Okay. Now, Ada will respond to that. I, I think oh, this is the attention that you
5: wanted. I think that you're making little uh, sneak disses, You're throwing little barbs. You know, you're putting your leg out in the aisle just to see what you can trip up because you, you needed attention, or you are just fucking feeling yourself. I don't.
0: Okay, I'm back, had a uh, refreshing lunch there with my brother, some avocado toast, watched uh, watched some uh, cricket. So Australia's ahead about, by about 80 runs after the first innings against South Africa, taking two quick uh, wickets. The South Africans are two wickets down for just three runs in their second inning. So it looks like uh, Australia is in a commanding position to win this opening Test match. So Australia is the number one ranked test match team in the world right now. And South Africa is number two, even though South Africa has an enforced affirmative action program in its test cricket team to make sure that they have a number of black players on it. So even after the end of apartheid, South Africa's best cricket players were overwhelmingly white. So cricket's, Traditionally been a white sport in South Africa, but now thanks to affirmative action, they've got uh, some some black players. Right, important article here in the Washington Post. Right, how a Trump allied group fighting anti white bigotry is consistently beating Joe Biden in court. So America First Legal was founded last year by Stephen Miller, the architect of Trump's immigrant family separation policy. So Stephen Miller is very This news story
8: was written by Beth Reinhard and Josh Dossie. How a Trump Allied group fighting anti-white bigotry beats Biden in court. America First Legal was founded last year by Stephen Miller, the architect of Trump's immigrant family separation policy. The deal in early 2021 was hailed by advocates for black farmers as the most significant piece of legislation since the Civil Rights Act of 1964 about $4 billion in President Biden's massive pandemic stimulus package to rectify decades of discrimination. Minority farmers began investing in new machinery and other improvements, anticipating tens of thousands of dollars in government aid. But today, the landmark deal on behalf of historically disadvantaged farmers is dead, successfully challenged in court by a fledgling conservative organization that argued the program racially discriminated against white farmers.
0: Well, it obviously did, racially discriminate against white farmers. So Stephen Miller is incredibly effective. Uh, Steve Saylor talked about this story. So Stephen Miller acts as if the United States Constitution requires the equal protection of the laws. What, is he some kind of nut? Now, it's striking how quickly this insane theory that the basic idea of constitutional theory is that law should right historical wrongs for groups rather than provide justice for individuals from now into the future how writing historical wrongs for groups has become the conventional wisdom. So the idea that the Constitution mandates equal rights for white people as well as blacks is now seen as it appallingly in bad taste. No other argument other than stalinoid who-whom is put forward in favor of these bigoted laws that's considered ample enough these days.
8: America First Legal is headed by Stephen Miller the architect of President Donald Trump's crackdown on illegal immigrants. While AFL lacks the name recognition and financial heft of many conservative counterparts, it has racked up notable court victories over the Biden administration. Casting itself as the long-awaited answer to the ACLU, AFL has weaponized the grievance politics embodied by Trump's Make America Great Again movement through dozens of federal lawsuits.
0: Wait, wait, wait. So this... Legislation that gives racial preferences to Black people, that's not, that's not working off grievance politics, right? The left doesn't try to maximize grievance politics. Apparently, it's only angry white people who, who practice grievance politics, really.
8: It's challenging efforts to remedy racial disparities, support LGBTQ students, and expand the pool of early voters.
0: You can never expand rights for one group without significantly reducing rights for other groups. All right, it's not like, oh, there's just an infinite variety of rights you can forever expand. So Ethan Ralph says, my dog dying threw me for a loop, that and all the other off the record nonsense. That nonsense may soon be on the record, though, friendly advisory. I'd rather not, but you know me. Anyway, I've been taking some time to myself. My apologies on the missed shows. That's the update from Ethan Ralph. But the news media never seems to take into consideration that when you expand rights for one group, right, or when you expand certain rights in one area of life, you're diminishing rights in other areas. So if you say you can't discriminate in rental opportunities or in selling property or in employment, right, you're saying that people you know, are losing rights over who they can sell to, rent to, or hire. You are reducing freedom of association while expanding other rights.
8: AFL-backed suits helped doom a $29 billion program that prioritized struggling female and minority-owned restaurants last year and last week, a council created by the Department of Education that conservative parents groups viewed as partisan. AFL has won in part by consistently filing lawsuits in a conservative-friendly judicial district in Texas.
0: Stephen Miller's incredibly effective. Like, he knows how to play the game, right? Very different bloke, you know, from those who just obloviate uh, and theorize. It's Stephen Miller consistently makes differences in the real world. Let's have a look at the comment section on Steve Saylor's website. When lighting your Hanukkah candles this year, so Hanukkah begins at sundown, think of Stephen Miller, who's been disowned by his relatives for not buying into their historically ignorant analogy between Jewish refugees from Nazism. The opportunists now invading across the Rio Grande. So Stephen Miller, right? He's Jewish, and he has done more than anybody to reduce immigration to this country.
8: and taking advantage of a larger federal court system revamped by Trump's predominantly conservative nominees. The group's success is alarming civil rights advocates who fear Miller has figured out how to harness the courts to protect America's declining white majority and unravel government policies intended to right historical wrongs against marginalized communities. Many of these...
0: Right historical wrongs against marginalized communities. So is there any chance that uh, marginalized communities have contributed cons- consistently to their own problems? Right? Or do these marginalized communities completely lack agency? So if they suffer bad life results, that always has to be as a result of evil white people. So here's another great comment on Steve Saylor's blog. Write a Washington Post article that negatively profiles a right-wing group founded by a former Trump administration official. criticized the group for successfully suing the Biden administration to prevent preferential treatment of black farmers. Complain that the group stopped a multi-billion dollar giveaway privileging restaurant owners claiming to be female or minority, while excluding white males. Note with disapproval that another lawsuit forced the shutdown of a leftist AstroTurf Council funded by the Department of Education. Include a quote from civil rights activist David Hinosa, who fears that the organization is harnessing the courts to promote colorblind treatment that could benefit America's declining white majority. Exclude the concept of equal protection under the law from the article. And in unrelated news yesterday, the Washington Post announced a large layoff of reporters whose costs are higher than the value added by authoring unique stories prized by subscribers. Amazing.
8: These lawsuits are centered on making sure that white people remain in control and continue to benefit from unearned privileges and on maintaining the systemic discriminatory policies that have harmed black people and other people.
0: White people like brown people and black people and yellow people or any shade of people, are the primary authors of their own privilege or lack thereof, right? If your people works hard, gets an education, builds solid families, they will tend to prosper. If your people tends to go on welfare at disproportionate rates and commit disproportionate rates of crime, have disproportionate rates of sexually transmitted diseases, Disproportionately murders each other as well as outside groups tends to achieve very low levels of education. Then that group is so it's a misfortune, right? Groups, generally speaking, are the primary authors of their own success or failure in life.
8: People of color, for generations, said David Hinojosa, an attorney with the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law. To argue that white men are being pushed to the back of the line is unfounded and ridiculous.
0: Really? Really? So you advantage other groups, but uh, you never discriminate, right? You can't give you know, blacks or women or gays you know, preferential treatment and claim that uh, nobody else is adversely affected. I mean, why are we calling these people civil rights activists? From Steve Taylor's blog, surely there ought to be a more accurate term for those who deem legally mandated preferential treatment to unearned subsidies and more desirable jobs. Maybe we should call them black supremacists, matriarchal empowerment. How do we get to label them civil rights activists? Just imagine $29 billion set aside for female and minority-owned restaurants why it's like uh george orwell right you know all animals are equal some animals are more equal than others right the stephen miller group is made to sound like some sort of white advocacy group but it expressly combats de jure it means legal discrimination against any ethnic or racial group especially but not limited to white and asian males So it's hilarious how the article makes jurisdiction shopping, such as in Texas, seem like some sort of nefarious practice when grudgingly acknowledging that left-wing groups do this all the time in California. But when the right-wing do it, it's absolutely evil. So leftists do it totally correctly by shopping their cases to several leftist judges, right, who will consistently side with them. That's a good thing when right when people practice the same tactic, that's nefarious.
8: What they're being asked to do is share a place in line with other people who do not look like them. In an interview, Miller said AFL is filling a void in the conservative legal movement by challenging what he termed a hyperracialization of American political and corporate life. Programs seeking to remedy past injustices and boost historically disadvantaged groups are punishing people based on their skin color. He
0: Historically disadvantaged groups... Uh, How much of that disadvantage is self-inflicted?
8: Said, I believe that the equity agenda represents one of the single greatest threats to the survival of our constitutional system, he said. The group's mission was fueled by more than $6.3 million in donations last year. Recent tax filings show, including about $1.3 million from the Conservative Partnership Institute, whose leadership includes key figures in the effort to overturn the 2020 election. Steve Wynn, the casino magnate who resigned as finance chair of the Republican National Committee in 2018 amid allegations of sexual misconduct, is an AFL donor, according to two people familiar with the group's work who were not authorized to speak publicly about its fundraising. Wynn, who has denied the allegations, declined to comment. AFL is part of a constellation of groups led by Trump allies that represent an administration in waiting upon his potential return to the White House. AFL's all-white, all-male board includes loyalists who recently trekked to Mar-a-Lago for Trump's 2024 campaign announcement, including Miller, who helped write the speech. Former
0: So all-black groups or or all-Japanese groups or all-Mexican groups, that's A-OK, but wow, if it's an all-white group, that must be nefarious.
8: Office of Management and Budget Head Russell Vaught and former Acting Attorney General Matthew G. Whitaker. Miller, who is expected to work for the 2024 campaign, received $110,762 from AFL last year, about $134,000 from his Save America political committee since Trump left office, and is slated to be paid about $80,000 by the General Services Administration as part of Trump's post-presidency funds, government documents show. In the lead up to the midterm election, AFL also bankrolled a multimillion dollar ad campaign that included inflammatory radio and TV.
0: Oh, inflammatory, meaning choosing those those selective examples of left wing deranged conduct that is most compelling and and egregious. That's that's inflammatory. Looking at the comment section on Steve Saylor's site, remembering those three Georgians that got railroaded last year for defending their neighborhood against a jogger. Right. This happened due to prosecutor shopping. They were not charged by the local prosecutor. Right? They had to find a different you know, judiciary to successfully railroad these, these men for murder. So looking at the Daily Mail... We're not asking, we're telling you business owner demands black people receive $350,000 each in reparations since we work for free during slavery. This is at a public hearing of California Reparations Committee, even though there was no slavery in California.
8: D spots demanding an end to anti-white bigotry and accusing the White House, businesses and universities of discriminating against white people. Trump critics see AFL as the extension of a White House that frequently stoked racial division and a former president who last month dined at his Florida home with two known antisemites. The Trump administration didn't care about people like me, it was for white men, and that's what this group represents and is fighting for, said John Boyd, president of the National Black Farmers Association, which intervened in the AFL-backed lawsuit challenging the aid to minority farmers. It's continuing to like
0: So just an amazing line here. The group's success, meaning Stephen Miller's success, is alarming civil rights advocates, right? Just imagine equal protection under the law is alarming the news media, alarming civil rights advocates. They don't want equal protection under the law, right? Who fear Stephen Miller has figured out how to harness the courts to protect America's declining white majority. <laughs> so Equal protection under the law. That's harnessing the courts to protect America's declining white majority. I got it.
8: Legacy of divisiveness. Miller, though, argues that AFL is fighting against bigotry and insanity. I think that it is inescapably true that there is insidious and explicit discrimination against white Americans, Asian Americans, Indian Americans, and Jewish Americans based on their skin color and their ancestry, he said.
0: So Stephen Miller is uh, Trump's immigration family separation policy. So any jailing of criminals, that's also a family separation policy. So laws against theft, murder, arson, right? anything that leads to a parent being incarcerated and therefore not around their kids, that's family separation policy.
8: According to Trump advisors, who spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss private conversations, Miller stays in close touch with Trump, contributes to his speeches, and gave significant input on his endorsements in the mid-
0: Stephen Miller is doing great work. There's another comment on Steve Saylor. The Constitution was a reflection of a particular culture, which itself was a reflection of a particular people, in this case Anglo-Saxon settlers of colonial America, institutions Are downstream from culture, which is downstream from biology. Change the biology, you'll change the institutions. The Constitution will not save any particular racial group, including whites. Its words and ideas do not reflect the new reality in America, do not reflect the new Americans. So it will be reinterpreted to the point of no longer existing in any meaningful way. The boomers who still believe in the Constitution, who remain the dominant voting bloc, the only thing keeping the country from moving sharply to a form of racial socialism but they too shall pass and with them the Constitution.
8: Midterm election, where many Trump-backed candidates who rejected Biden's 2020 victory and took other far-right positions, were defeated. Miller repeatedly complained during the campaign that Republican candidates were not talking enough about culture war issues and immigration and focusing too heavily on an economic message. People...
0: So Steve Sealer's chat says, Trump should listen more to Stephen Miller and Steve Bannon, less to his idiot daughter, Ivanka, and son-in-law, Jared Kushner.
8: ...who spoke to him said, America is the apex of achievement of Western civilization, Miller said, with a heritage to be jealously guarded.
0: So the last time I was talking to Andrew Breitbart was about this uh, Barack Obama administration program to you know, extend special subsidies and and monies to black farmers. That was the last thing we talked about. It was just a few months before his, his death.
8: Miller founded AFL in early 2021 as a newly elected President Biden issued a flurry of executive orders dismantling the former president's nativist agenda. Miller was involved in policies fervently challenged by civil rights groups that banned immigration from several Muslim majority countries
0: so seeking equal protection under the law that's just being nativist, dude
8: and separated immigrant children from their parents during the four years of the Trump administration especially in the arena of immigration every single executive action no matter how rigorously lawful was subjected to a never-ending stream of activist litigation Miller said
0: Yeah, good point. Okay, the obvious thing to do, says Steve Saylor's chat, is to pass local laws making it illegal to discriminate against white Americans, traditional Christians, heterosexual males. Right? The important thing is not just to be right, to be holy, to be spiritual, but to be effective. Steve Miller is incredibly effective.
8: They're sad. One of my goals when I left the administration was to try to help and inspire and coordinate a larger legal movement on the conservative side of the spectrum to do the same. AFL was among several groups incubated in the first year of the Biden administration by the Conservative Partnership Institute, a central hub of the GOP's pro-Trump wing. CPI describes AFL as a partner on its website, and three AFL board members, including Mark Meadows, who served as a chief of staff to the former president, also, have top CPI posts.
0: Okay, so comment here whites are supposed to roll over quietly, accept the dispossession. Noticing it, much less fighting back, is a conspiracy theory wrapped inside a blanket of white supremacy. I don't like living in a society with a high level of distrust and racial conflict, but it is here now. It's time to start asking the public who they want to be ruled by, given what that means for various segments of the population. So, I'm going to be back in approximately 10 minutes i don't know yeah you know yeah I no mean, like, no you're no, you're, no, you you're, gay, you're,
5: you're this is actually you're, gay this is gay behavior I right, this it will, is legit like, i'm not talking about man-on-man action i'm talking all about right. little feminine high school hair pulling girl energy right
10: now that's right. what i'm getting dude at. how about you, you want to know what's feminine gay behavior is all is like the af crew saying go on the ralph report and talk about this and make this into a big stink i'm happy to not talk about this i'm happy to just, to just shut up and talk about things that are way more interesting you are the fucker that wants to talk about this. You are the little faggot that wants to talk about all this shit and make big fucking drama about all this shit. Okay? So I'm shut the fuck up. Bro. I'm just entertained, bro. I'm just You're not just entertained. Bro. You're <laughs> the one coming on I'm, here. I'm no, no, no 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 you're I'm coming on here. I'm sure you are entertained and I'm happy to entertain you. But the reality is you guys are the ones who I want to talk about it. you are the ones you are the guys that want to talk dance. about all this stuff. Dance, dance, puppy, no wait dance. hey no let
9: him talk. Let him talk. Go ahead go ahead finish your thought.
10: You know what? He's right. He's right. I am. I am dancing. I am da- because these people are the ones who want to make a big sneak about this. These are the people that want to talk about this. And and let me ask you this: Why do you guys want? Why are you creating this? Why did Why did you guys want this? The, the all this discussion about Nick's sexuality to be a thing? I don't. Now, now I stupidly. You know what? You're right. You're right. I stupidly posted one tweet saying, "Yeah, or may, maybe dot dot dot," right? But the thing is, that tweet got like no likes. Nobody. Nobody saw it nearly nearly obviously somebody saw it, but nearly somebody nobody saw, saw it. And that's where it could have left. That's where it could have been. Yeah, and... but you know how the internet... No oh, wait, hold on. Let me so, so, let me wait, so, wait, 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 wait. Let me ask you that. Let, let me ask let this me talk. why do you why do you care so much about homosexuality? Why do you guys always come in, you're always talking about sucking dicks? Like on my stream on my streams when I when I have the, the total four, I basically never talk about gay stuff. I mean I talk about it in the abstract in terms of historical attitudes of homosexuality and stuff like that.
9: But I never talk about like gay things right you guys do no wait hold on you guys do now hold on i want to say i want to say first thing talk? i'm not talking about you want answer. him to answer
5: okay not all right okay cuz i want to not you ralph okay 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 go ahead i mean i don't really care what other guys
10: do yes you do yes 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 you do yes you do yes, you no 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 you're making this you're making this to do why I'm are you so fixated about, on that? Why are you fixated? I'm not I don't talk
5: about that. I, don't bring that up. I would have I would have said the same thing if you would have made a comment about the way he dresses or you know, maybe if his that's nails are too that's long, or if you hated his hairstyle. It's just throwing stupid needless barbs out there when the man's strutting strong, he's got all the world on his back gunning for
10: him, and you're over here just throwing little barbs like little little sneakers. No, no, little, you know what no, I figured it out. I fucking figured it out. You're the ones throwing barbs. Right? No, because you're you're, you're no, no, you're making this. I'm no, you're making this and doing this. I'm back in home. You're whatever you're the one who, who who wants to make this into some issue no i'm not making a big not, issue, what, not, shut up you are what i didn't be here about? i wouldn't be here if your little crew didn't want didn't didn't like make didn't make them Excuse a cliche didn't want to make a mountain out of out of molehill you guys wanted to make a mountain out of molehill you wanted it i just, say, it, not I just me. think you're throwing little i think you're just throwing no no ends, shut up know? no th- what are you talking about ground, no 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 hills no 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 you're no you're a little fat crew your little fat s- crew s- wanted s- me to be on here I'm I mean on here so. At, so, at, at your little at your little little boys club's request, okay? Okay, so, so now the Gripers so, so are it out, fat
5: crew. to you? The the the, the Gripers are a little fat crew. To you know, huh? Is that what it is?
10: Do you have even the capacity to tell the truth? Like no, the truth. no, 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 I'm no, 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 no. Guys, is, is it, why don't you bend what, the
5: knee? Why don't you bend the knee and apologize for your stupid little gay sneak
10: disses and just man up and say, you know what? I shouldn't have done it. I apologize. I don't. Okay, buddy. I think you can actually watch the stream again you can actually go back once this is uploading you can see that i actually said i shouldn't have made that initial comment but the reality and so yes i i did bend the knee right but but you're not it you don't accept that no 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 no. shut up you did not accept that you because why because you wanted to make this into a thing i didn't want the, i i granted i you know what you're right you're right i shouldn't have said i shouldn't have done done a little innuendo okay you know what you're right you're right that was wrong i should not have done that you know you're right you're right no 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 no, 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 no. shut up no shut the fuck up shut the fuck up you're not taking you're you're the one who wanted to make this into a thing you're the one who wanted to have this fight you're the one who wanted to highlight that nick's sexuality this non-issue this complete fucking non-issue right you're the one who wanted to highlight something about it not me i wasn't saying anything about it i've done a whole bunch of streams on the site i you know what i did talk about it and i talked about it in response to, to to super chats just like on twitter I talk about it in response to other comments. Oh, so you, you know talked what? about it on your stream. So, 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 th- so there's, so there's the pattern. That's the pattern. I, I talk about things
9: that that get. Other now, were, AF-ers you were you tagged in this tweet originally? Were you tagged in this tweet originally, or did you did you just respond on your own?
10: And and let me make make this clear. When I say they're stupid fat club, I'm not talking about all AFers. This is just this is a, a particular group of. It's, I mean, like, yeah, like 20, it's like it's like it's like that. it's like it's like 20 people no it's, it's you it's like you and like this 20 people on like responding to these comments here you
5: know Bro, i'm just hanging out watching no. the, you know ralph my boy I, i'm not sitting here no, trying wait. to start fights with anybody but no wait hold oh, on, on. If you want to wait, <laughs> sure.
10: oh. uh, yes. no wait hold on no you did no you are starting a fight you're starting this fight
9: now wait hold on were you so tagged that's, that's a lie some, that is a deliberate lie. wait did somebody ask you this or did you just respond with this underneath somebody's tweet like did they ask who, you? Who are you to? to you? Like, who are you did, did, you, to? did you just respond to their to somebody else? Like, no, what, did you just volunteer no, no, this? No, out no, of blue? no, 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 no. Someone said. Someone oh, that said he was asexual. It. That's right. You said that. You said that. You're right. Right. You did say that. They right. said he was. So like, Hold oh, on. Let me pull so it up did, the original. Did, so,
10: so I did sort of go a little bit off tangent on that. So, fair enough. But, but let me put it this way. Hey, oh, you know, now that I think about it, you're concerned about your your boy taking all the
12: slings and arrows. Way the weight of the world is on his shoulders, but.
0: Okay, let's uh, get back to this Washington Post article on Stephen Miller.
8: Neither of these tax-exempt groups is required to disclose its donors to the public, though federal campaign records show Trump's political committee, Save America, donated $1 million to CPI last year.
0: So here's a comment on Steve Taylor's blog. Did it ever occur to anyone that Stephen Miller is not a lawyer? I like the guy. He's not a legal scholar. Someone else deserves credit, such as the actual lawyers who are litigating for AFL. He is merely the firebrand. Well, he gets the attention, he gets the press, he gets the fundraising that then gets to hire the attorneys.
8: In its 2021 annual report, CPI called AFL the sling that hardworking, patriotic Americans can use to fight back against the abusive Goliath of the Biden administration's deep state. CPI's revenue exploded last year to $45 million, up from.
0: So Steve Saylor's commented as uh, complaining about Stephen Miller's personality. It's a shame he comes across so badly to the media. Has a personality of a school shooter. <laughs> media is just crying out for a sympathetic maggot spokesman. It's just our bad luck that Stephen Miller has personality issues. It's such a shame. What are you going to do? I think uh, Stephen Miller comes across just fine. And more important than that is, is incredibly effective.
8: From about $7 million in 2020, according to its latest tax filing, obtained by Accountable.us and the Center for Media and Democracy, it's 1.3 million.
0: So the Constitution matters moderately, but what's more important is how it is implemented, how it is interpreted, and how it is used. So if, you know, gay marriage becomes the law of the land, obviously we are a long way from what was written in the 18th century. So on Steve Saylor's comment section we're seeing how there is a competing largely unwritten phantom constitution that gets applied where left-wingers have unchecked power. In the final analysis people make the law implement the law, interpret the law. All right, There's no objective law outside of the, the frailties and prejudices and perspectives and loyalties of individuals. So it's insane to think the 14th Amendment enshrined into law discrimination against white men, but that is the prevailing assumption in elite institutions that this is the spirit of the 14th Amendment, the material equality and leveling rather than equality before the law. So they play a mind trick by discriminating in favor of everyone but white men and Asians. And who has ever established as a matter of objective law and fact that white men are the recipients of unearned privilege? Right Until the 1980s, the US was essentially biracial. Whites were upwards of 85% of the population. What sort of significant privilege is shared by 85% of a population? So Who is even asking white men? It sure seems like we're constantly being lectured. We're being told. We're having things imposed upon us. We're being bullied. I don't recall a conversation. I don't Recall receiving the opportunity of a rebuttal We're in a culture that viciously attacks straight white men, particularly Christians, constantly, which is more likely that these laws and programs are simply good-hearted attempts at making things fair or that they are a product of a culture and an elite consensus that permits white men to be attacked in terms which no other identifiable group is permitted to be attacked.
8: A dollar donation to AFL was the largest of eight grants that it made last year. Tax records also show AFL last year received $25,000 from Donors Trust, a nonprofit that contributes to a number of right-wing causes, and $10,000 from Citizens for Self-Governance, which favors a convention of states to limit the power of the federal government.
0: Another comment from Steve Saylor's blog. The prevailing method of doing things these days is that the regime kicks the dog until the dog bites, and then when The dog bites. The regime has the pretext to shoot it. So all the anti-white stuff is just supposed to be background noise. You're not supposed to take notice. And they translate it into a law and you oppose the law and demand that the actual supreme law of the land control things. They treat you like you are a snarling, rabid dog.
8: Miller declined to answer questions about the group's donors. It's best for your adversaries to have less rather than more information when they meet you in court, he said. A Washington Post review found at least four dozen AFL-backed lawsuits filed in federal courts around the country since April 2021, some of which have received little attention outside of right-wing media. To attack Biden's aid to disadvantaged minority farmers, Miller's group made a brash choice for lead plaintiff, Sid Miller, the Trump-endorsed Agriculture Commissioner of Texas who has questioned Biden's dire warnings about white supremacy and compared Syrian refugees to rattlesnakes in social media posts. Sid Miller did not respond to interview requests. The lawsuit was later amended to include four white plaintiffs who, unlike Sid Miller, actually carried federal farming loans, according to court documents. The suit argued that the debt relief approved by Congress was unconstitutional because it excluded white ethnic groups that have unquestionably suffered ethnic prejudice referring to Irish, Italian, German, and other European immigrants and Jews. Sid Miller is white, with primarily Scotch and Irish roots, but said in the lawsuit that he has 2% African-American ancestry. Any person with a traceable amount of minority ancestry must be regarded as a member of a socially disadvantaged group, the suits.
0: So the way the U.S. Census works is that uh, if you identify as black and white, such as Barack Obama, Then you're only counted as black. So as far as the US Census works, even if you're only one sixteenth black or one sixteenth Latino or one sixteenth Asian, you still get counted in the census as black, white, Latino or Asian. So this magnifies the the relative numbers of non whites compared to whites in this country.
8: It's sad. Sid Miller earns a $140,938 annual salary as a statewide official. He reported owning about 145 acres of land, a nursery, landscaping business, and a ranch, as well as stock in dozens of companies, according to...
0: Wow, he must be a bad guy. Looking at the comment section here. Mass literacy, mass media have ensured a uniformity of thought that realism past eras could only have dreamed of. An illiterate peasant in the past would have had a much stronger grasp on reality. And the educated masses do today. I'll never forget how shocked I was when my intelligent and educated brother-in-law who previously t- displayed what I thought was capacity for independent thought got very triggered when I calmly suggested the corporate media is untrustworthy.
8: According to public records, known for his signature white cowboy hat, he was first elected agriculture commissioner in 2014 and previously served as a state lawmaker. To black farmers who say they have felt the sting of racial bias, making Sid Miller the face of the legal challenge was an insult. Here is this very powerful person in a huge state who instead of wanting to assist black farmers filed a lawsuit to blockade, asked Boyd, who farms soybeans and other crops in southern Virginia. It's really disheartening. Judge Reed O'Connor, who was nominated by President George W. Bush, ruled in July 2021 in favor of the white plaintiffs the third of four federal court orders that summer against the program.
0: So why are there so many more conservative judges these days? Because Trump won in 2016 and the Republicans were effective in getting conservative judges passed. When is conservative comedy more dominant, more influential, more popular than, say, left-wing comedy? When conservative com- comedy better reflects reality, right? When you're able to you know, pierce the veil, Take away the, the lies and get down to the brass tacks of how the world works. And if you're able to do comedy that does that from a right-wing perspective, you're going to be more effective. So Republicans have success to the extent that they are effective, that they're rooted in reality and are providing a, a genuine service.
8: Congress repealed the program in August. Boyd and three other minority farmers represented by civil rights attorney Ben Crump sued the federal government two months later, alleging breach of contract by doing away with the debt relief program. That case is ongoing. Black farmers have lost more than 12 million acres in the past century, which agricultural experts attribute in part to discrimination in government loan programs. Three-
0: and this is just objective truth. There's nothing that those individual farmers misjudged they didn't make any mistakes anywhere. It's just they have no agency. these things just happen to them and're not responsible for any of their choices really. Okay, gonna leave it there for now. talk to you later. bye bye.